You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, it's Michael. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every week with you. Every week. Every week filled with love and enjoyment. <laughs> Actually, on that note, I am very excited for this podcast this week. I have not been excited to talk about some movies and or TV shows in a long time. Excited because why? Because something did something good happen this week? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got the Elseworlds crossover. Yeah, no, Supergirl, uh, Flash, Arrow. Not which is tomorrow. Not Black Lightning. Because <laughs> no one forgets a fuck about no, those. No. <laughs> did you catch up with Black Lightning? No, I did not. Exactly. <laughs> we're living in the Elseworlds because the CW shows were great. Yeah, all of them, <laughs> not just one. <laughs> <laughs> and also we're talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Speaking of another Elseworld, that's the theme of this week's episode. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Multiverse episode. And Titans, which is in another Elseworld. The darkest Elseworld. <laughs> no Goblin Slayer this week, though. Nope, because we are recording early this week. Like yes, Friday. Jordan's trash. I, it's you! You're the one! No, <laughs> you're trash because you're busy tomorrow. Oh yeah, I wanted I, to record tomorrow. Speaking of Spider Verse, I have a Spider Verse event I'm hosting tomorrow for Sony at the uh, Sony Square in New York City. That you're not going to because you're trash. No, I have things to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's representing the brand. I have responsibilities. Oh, well, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, great power is me getting money. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if your recorder breaks again, I can buy another one. Well, what about the responsibility to our listeners? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's making any sense. They're not going to be there. Well, they're some, not going to be there. Some might. Some might be there. How many I'll of our t- listeners live in the New York area? I don't even know. A co- I know like I mean, Jacob lives in Arizona. A good handful. I mean, I think that the last event, people came up to me saying that they listened to the podcast. Well, there you go. You'll be there. Yeah, so I'll tell them you <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about me. <laughs> Wait, you weren't at the last event? I was at the last one. Yeah. Two years ago or whatever. Yeah, with Jamie. Yeah. yeah. I was. I was. I dressed up as Miles. I thought nobody, nobody came up to you? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, no. We had a cu- I had a couple people that came up to me. Yeah. See, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like two people. Everybody else is like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I can't wait to talk about Spider Verse because, <sighs> man, I, you had your doubts about the Miles Morales story, but no spoilers. But when we get into it, I think they did my boy Miles justice. As a fan of the Ultimate Comics, man, I was very pleased with that movie. Like beyond pleased, beyond pleased. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't like I don't like how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> we might end up fighting. <laughs> we shall see. It's about to be civil war. Stay tuned. All right. Before we get into all that and news of the week, uh, we have iTunes reviews as per usual. Um, let's see. Our first iTunes review comes from Black Burt Reynolds. Oh, okay. Interesting name. It's a five-star review. Subject is can't start my week without it. 
Sounds like a crackhead. <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> hey, man, you got any of them cheeseburgers? <laughs> I hope it's, he can't start his week without the podcast. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he's actually talking about crack. Well, all he says is cocaine. So he's not talking. No, I'm just I'm uh, joking. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jordan and Michael really sum up my feelings for pop culture. You guys kill it. Hilarious commentary. Wish you guys did more full comic reviews, but that's nitpicking. Either keep up the good work. Oh, either way, keep up the good work, guys. Also, uh, should to Last Dragon. What? Oops. Also, should to a Last Dragon watch along. I'm down. What? I think he's saying uh, if we do a commentary track for The Last Dragon, he's down. Bruce Leroy, show enough. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, speaking of commentary tracks, we didn't mention it, but we yeah, we released our uh, our second bonus track this time. We talked about Justice League, and we compare it to BBS. Yep. Yeah. Join our Patreon to find out if we think Justice League is in fact better or worse than BBS. The answer may surprise you. <laughs> it definitely will. Uh, and oh, we only have two. So our next uh, iTunes review comes from Lee Mahi Seventeen, our old pal. It's a five star review, and the subject is Elseworlds, best crossover yet. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a big Batman fan. Every moment was almost pure epicness. Only way to make it better was if we saw Batman. Also, now that the crossover is done, will we actually get the Superman show we were promised? I doubt it. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. Oh, we're going to talk about it. We mentioned it a little bit in the commentary track, but whoo, there's some things that I have issue with. I love the crossover, but there's some things I was just like, really? Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Especially with the way he left. Okay, we're going to say that. <laughs> I was about to say, don't say nothing. Yeah, uh, I need more of this Superman and a freaking Justice League TV show. I mean, I will agree with that we do need more of that Superman. I do want to see more Tyler Hawkins Superman. Uh-huh. Um, the werewolf Superman. <laughs> less, less werewolf. When he gets angry. Which is weird, though. I don't because watch even, True Blood. Even when they cast him as a werewolf. It's True Blood, right? No, it's not True Blood. Fuck Vampire you. It's, t- it's Teen Wolf. I mean, yeah, I mean Teen Wolf. <laughs> even when they, even when he was a werewolf on Teen Wolf, they had him shave, and I'm like, well, like shave his chest hair and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. you do know what a werewolf is, right? Like <laughs> Harry Manwolf. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, I I didn't watch that show, and because you're trash. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but even I, when he was getting angry in the Elseworlds crossover, I'm like, yo, he's got fangs like a werewolf. Like that's just natural for him. <laughs> Well, yeah, his teeth are... Yeah, he's got, like, fangs. Uh-huh. And, he, like, you can see, like, the, the wolf and his, his angry It's, it's more like one side, one side though. That, like, one tooth is sharper, like, the left side. Yeah. I was like, you're always a werewolf. <laughs> Superman or not. <laughs> Can't get the... You can take the boy out the wolf, but not the wolf out the boy. That sounds weird. <laughs> I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we're done with iTunes reviews. We'll save emails for later. So let's jump right into our topics of the week. So let's start with Spider-Verse, man. So let's start with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. My name is Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love, then I saved the city again and again and again. Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man. Swings in. Once a day, zip zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, moms. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I, I wanna, wanna hear it. it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miles Morales. Brooklyn! I'm the one and only Spider-Man. 
At least that's what I thought. You ever hear of the Super Collider? You're gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. That's impossible. All right, kid, listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe. So you want to learn to be Spider-Man. Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, doing you're doing it. it. Double tap to release and whip it out again. Okay. Whip. And release. You're a natural. Whip. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes soon. Brooklyn is going to collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, what's wrong? This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the Collider, none of us will have a home to go home to. Remember, what makes you different... Let's go! ...is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. <laughs> Wait, what? A.K.A. Miles Morales the movie. I know you had your, no, I know you had your still, doubts. It's still Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But for those that don't know, and if you don't know, you're living on a rock. <laughs> but Sony... As much as you might hate them, they released an animated movie that covers the multi, like the uh, the story of Miles Morales, the young black and Puerto Rican boy from an alternate just universe. Just like you, just like me. That's why I love Miles Morales when he was announced in the comics. So you're not as cool. I'm not nearly as cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was more like of a loser in the comics. Like they made him way cooler in this in this movie, which I'm fine with. They did you see the um someone made like a, a meme or something online that's circulating. Where it's like Miles Morales is the master of code switching, where you see him go from like talking Spanish to his friends, talking like having like the black handshake to talking to like a girl that's like white, but he like you know it's like hey how you doing? I, mean, I noticed that in the movie, but I didn't see. There's a meme about it, but I just think that was that's, that's really cool. I, 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 I just say there's it's, so much representation just in that one yeah, intro. I mean, it's for something him. black people do, or not even just black people, but people of color do all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. But how many, how often do you see that happen in a movie? Not often. Exactly. And an animated movie for kids about Spider-Man? What? <laughs> I mean, they kind of go into it in uh, The Hate You Give, which you didn't see. It's too black. <laughs> Is there any superheroes in that? No. Oh, well. <laughs> but she, but yeah, she, she talks about code switching, more or less. Like, oh, okay. She's one way around her black friends, but she can't act that way around white people. Mm-hmm. And Miles Morales did it in a very subtle way in this movie. Um, but yeah, so it's about a young kid, black and Puerto Rican, that... Just like Peter Parker, through a series of crazy circumstances, finds himself with spider powers. But in this instance, in his world, unfortunately, the Spider-Man of that world dies before he even gets a chance to teach Miles. Spoilers. That's in the comics. (laughs) And it was also in the. I don't read the comics, Jordan. It was also at the end of Venom when they did the 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 preview of Into Spider-Verse. I didn't see Venom, Jordan. Okay, whatever. (laughs) But that's the story. If you don't know, in the Ultimate Comics. Uh, Peter Parker, who's only 16 in that universe, he dies. And before he even gets to meet Miles, Miles gets his powers afterwards. But it's the idea of anybody could be Spider-Man. So what happens when someone else wears the mask? What's different? What's the same? Does uh, I-, I loved in the comics how Miles would interact with the people in Peter's life, like MJ or Aunt May. And they even do that in this movie. Um, bro, 
I, I, I'm, I'm gonna eat it here because this movie had me crying. Spoilers! Now you know my rating yeah, is. Like, All right, we know what Jordan's rating is. That's like now the giveaway. Whenever I say I cry, everyone's like, "Oh, we know what the rating is now." For those that don't know the Blurred Vision rating system, I'm dropping it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. But yeah, I'm going to get right out of the way. Let's give our non-spoiler thoughts first, and then we'll jump into spoilers. But yes, non-spoiler thoughts for me. I'm going to just say it right off the bat. I give this movie a perfect vision beyond. Beyond plus perfect vision. <laughs> oh, my God. When people, like, that hundred, there's not often that Rotten Tomatoes or any meta, meta aggregate review site gives something near 100%. I think maybe it's like 99%. I don't think it's at 100 Yeah, it's because there's this one. There's one re- asshole. Yeah, one reviewer that said, <laughs> I oh, know. Yeah. I don't like the animation. And even that, the, the one complaint I had going to this, like I thought I have a complaint about, was the animation style. But it's so much more fluid in this than it was in the trailers. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised about that. Like, I was like, oh, I, it wasn't until the end of the movie where I was like, I oh, mean, wait, that movie, there was no it was still, choppiness. It, it was still weird at first, but I got used to it. It looked like a comic emotion. Well, yeah. Like, they did, but, they did with the but, visual But, like, stuff. there were certain moments where, like, Peter and, and Miles would be in frame, but, like, the background or the people behind them, that would be blurry. Blurry. And I'm like, that's weird, but, yeah, I got, I got used to it by the time. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't like i wasn't paying attention to that at all during the movie um i have to commend this like but yeah there's not many times where i will see a hundred percent metacritic store for, score for anything and i agree with it i can't believe that it actually lived up to that Im- impossibly high hype like first and foremost the writing it is so tight there's so many things that are set up in the beginning of this movie that are brought back at the end. Well, the same people that wrote, uh, wrote Lego Batman are the ones that wrote this movie. Oh, uh, Chris Lord and Phil Chris, Miller? Yeah. That's why. They're they're fantastic writers. Like, they can balance humor and 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 darkness so well. So we things switch from scene to scene, from dramatic, tear-wrenching things, things that made me cry. And in the very next moment, a I mean, joke. water dropping makes you cry. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. I cry at things that are emotional and I can I can dial into on an, imp, on an empathetic level. And there were so many like overall arcing themes in this movie that resonated with me. I think it resonated with anybody. Like... It's not spoilers to say that it, this movie is about anybody can be Spider-Man. And at the core of what Miles Morales is as a character, he, it's not about him just being a black Spider-Man or a, a minority Spider-Man. When he was originally envisioned, it was for that reason. It was to show that anyone could be Spider-Man. And like that's what I love. That's what drew me to the character in the first place. And they, Chris Lord and Phil Miller knew that. They had to have because they drilled down into that as the theme of this movie. So much so that's literally the wrap-up at the end. Yeah, Bendis, when he created... Uh... Miles Morales is because he his had, daughter, right? Yeah, he has an adopted uh, daughter that's black, and so he wanted to show her that anybody could be a superhero. That's also why he created Riri as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Stan Lee created Spider Man with that intention as well. He's like anybody can be a hero. Anybody can be underneath that mask. You know, Peter Parker is a white you know guy from Queens, but it's the idea, and with that idea of heroism, anybody can be that. And like I'm getting chills just thinking about this movie. Yeah, Todd, Todd McFarlane said he had a, he he pitched an idea. I don't. I don't know if he either decided not to do it or if Marvel said no, they don't want to do that. But there was a moment where this guy was being uh, super racist in the movie. No, no, no. And, and, and this this is an idea he wanted to have for Spider Man that goes to your theme. That there was this guy that was being super racist around him, 
and um he and he was doing it around Spider-Man like assuming Spider-Man was white. Mm. And so like Spider-Man webbed him up or whatever. He was like, "How do you know what skin color I'm a, I'm under this mask?" Like was that in the comic or just an no, idea? No, no. He pitched an idea like when he back oh, when okay. he back when he was writing Spider-Man is something that he wanted to do for Spider-Man to be like, "You don't know what's Yeah, we know Peter Parker's white, yeah. but we don't know what color Spider-Man is under the mask and people assume yeah. He, just like when we, I mean, because we we've been Spider Man cosplayers. Just yes, like when everyone when, 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 the under the mask, when you take off the mask, the people are like people have. Oh, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, like, I didn't realize, and it's like, okay. what were you expecting? Yeah, what were you expecting? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie like it balances tone so well. It the writing is so strong. It's so tight. That's what I I, I have to commend this on how tight the writing is. So, like I said, so many things are brought up and then called back to at the end for an emotional payoff that resonates, that lands. Like you could just do it and it, it might not land, but almost every callback in this at the end landed for me. Um, they honestly do more justice to the ultimate comics Miles Morales origin story than the comics themselves. They surpassed it. Like as somebody who was a, and it's coming from somebody who is a huge fan of Ultimate Comics and and Miles Morales in particular. Like I was that guy that was not only championing Ultimate Comics when it came out because that was my that was my comic uh comic book universe. Ultimate Spider Man, the original run, got me back into comics, and I, I fell down the rabbit hole. Of Which reading. I still I still haven't finished those. It's so good. Like I my 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 goal was to read the the entire from like Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men, all Daredevil, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I wanted to read all of them. Ultimate Comics in order, but then I just stopped and I never got back to it. I basically did read it all, but only because like I, because it, it, you yeah. know, comics are so vast. There's so many comics, but because it's like this little like corner of like a niche of the comic book world, like you could, you could potentially read it all, and it's not yeah, because Ultimate Comics has ended, so you yeah. could you could read it all. Yeah, so it was like for me that was my I even that, the only comic books I ever collected are Ultimate Comics. They're sitting right here, like. It's because it felt like that was my universe. It felt like the place where I could jump into comics and I knew what was going on with everybody. So, like, as a huge fan, I was the guy when Miles Morales was announced, and originally he was, people thought he was going to be also, not only just black and Puerto Rican, but also gay. Yeah, he was going to be gay. Yeah, that stuck with him for a long time. Even though he was like, he was revealed to not be gay, people were still like, oh, you're the gay Spider-Man? It's like, first of all, dismissive as fuck. <laughs> like, even if he was gay, who the fuck cares? But, like... Back then, I was defending him as a character. I was like, no, he's not just a black Spider-Man. He's, it's a cool character. It's a cool concept. It's a world where it's not just about Uncle Ben and Peter Parker and great power is great responsibility. It's what happens when the person who exemplified that gets killed in action. What happens when your role model is dead? What happens when you have to be the one to take up that mantle and you have no one to teach you? Like, what do you do then? In some ways, it's harder because you know what the worst case scenario is on the job. You know what I'm saying? It's not just Peter Parker where he's like, pie in the sky, we're gonna, yeah, life is hard, but we're gonna push forward and adventure. But if you, if you, if the guy who was the Spider-Man before you is dead, you know how much pressure it puts on you? <laughs> and a lot of what I gravitated toward Miles Morales was, was that drama of like, what does a kid who sees a character or sees his mentor die in action like what does he do? Although, if you get to later comics of my, of Ultimate Spider Man, yeah, they ruined yeah, that. Peter Parker's still they alive. Revive him. Yeah. That was so stupid. That was the worst decision they made. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think what this movie did was wrap up all of those. What was that? No. Oh, no. I think no, what this. Stop. The fuck? <laughs> I think what this movie did was distill all the best elements of that origin story, and then take some of the best elements of the Spider-Man comic and combine them. And I honestly think 
that those two stories together make more sense than apart. If I were to, like, if, if I, I think the one way they can improve the comics was if they went this way and actually combine those two concepts because they, they go hand in hand. That's why I think it was brilliant the way they, they wrote this movie. Like, the fact that, like, I know you were scared going into this, like, oh, I feel like the Spider-Verse is going to overshadow Miles Morales, but the way they juggled those two elements in this movie, I think, was done as expertly as you could. Because they were just, if you took out, even though they were all amazing cameos, like, from the voice acting, Nicolas Cage was amazing, yeah, Spider-Man Nicolas Noir, Spider-Ham was hilarious, the, the Japanese Spider-Girl, also hilarious, but they were just more like comic relief. If you, if you took them out, the movie would be exactly the same. But having them in provide more examples of what Miles needs to aspire to. And it, I think it's a good parallel to when he's going through his origin story, having them there to kind of look down and go like, yeah, we've been there too, so we understand. So someone, there was a people for him to have some camaraderie with. You're not in this alone. Like Again, it's that same concept of anybody can be Spider-Man. So having those other Spider-Men there, I think, exemplify that even more so. And I don't think it, I don't think it ever distracts from the core relationship between um, the Peter, the older Peter Parker that we see in the trailers and Miles Morales. And that relationship was done so right, like no perfect. The way it starts, the way it ends, like I couldn't have asked for anything better in a movie. Like I, I'm gushing about this movie. If you can't tell, I'm like ranting. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything was great. Perfect Vision times 10 KO Ken. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait to get into spoilers. What would you think? Uh, yeah. Going, going to what I said before. Yeah, I was a little nervous about this movie because when, when they first announced this movie, they said it was going to be a Miles Morales animated story. That was the announcement for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, it was titled Spider-Verse, but they I'm just going by the original announcement. It was a Miles Morales animated movie, and then like when the trailers and stuff were coming out, it seemed like they were leaning more into the Spider-Verse than they were into Miles Morales. Gotta sell it. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this. I'm like, it's making me nervous. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I knew I had faith. <laughs> There's a lot of things you have faith in. <laughs> Every time Already. you're like, you're like yeah, I think this movie's gonna be great. And it's not not even just Pacific Rim. What was the other movie? He was like, no, I think it's gonna be good. And then we watched it. We was like, what the fuck? It was I, recent too. I blacked them out. <laughs> it was recently. I don't I don't remember what. I try and block out those painful memories. Yeah, I don't remember what the other movie was, but it was more recent. I have to go back. Blur Blur Vision Facts. <laughs> Let us know. But uh, I got to see the movie early. I got to see it last week because a friend of mine, yeah, love you too. <laughs> but yeah, a friend of mine got uh, a screener, a coworker, so saw it last week. I wanted to try to see it again before we recorded, but didn't get a chance to do that because it was a week ago. So I'm like, certain things are not completely fresh in my memory. I saw it as much, this morning. Yeah, so. as much as it is maybe yours. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I definitely enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it. I don't want to say I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because I didn't necessarily. Th- I'll say I'll say that because I didn't expect I didn't because yeah before. I was gonna say I didn't necessarily expect. Look, going to this Spider Man Two is my favorite movie based a lot on nostalgia and like how I felt about the movie when I saw it back then. Um, Spider Man Homecoming is probably the best modern iteration of Spider Man live action that I've seen, but honestly, this movie blew them all out the water. Like I think this is definitely the best oh, yeah. Spider Man movie by far. Yeah, I think this is definitely. And I can't believe than... that. I can't believe that. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I, it's definitely better than like any any live action version of Spider Man. But I was saying like I didn't necessarily go into the movie with any expectations. The only thing I was just curious about was 
am I going to be upset about the lack of Miles Morales storyline? That's really mm. the only thing I went into this movie going like. So that's why I was like, eh, I don't know if it was better than I thought it was going to be because I didn't really think anything. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see what it was going to be. Mm. And yeah, the movie definitely didn't disappoint like at all. Like I said, like I mentioned before, the only thing that was a little jarring was the animation style. Like I loved how, you know, comic booky that they tried to be like even with the words yeah, popping the up word on, bubbles yeah word bubbles popping the up on the screen. but it wasn't like you know you think about the uh, the batman 60s live action where they do punch and it's like zoink yeah splow, it, it was none of that it was like there was a moment where and this isn't a spoiler but miles morales hit somebody with a bagel oh it says bagel yeah it just says it just says bagel <laughs> yeah. on the screen so like that stuff i thought that was, that was yeah moment. that was cute yeah. or the moment you uh you see in the trailer where like he's like jumping over cars and it's like splash like I don't know what the water like watercolors or whatever yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. the technical term. It's for literally it a moving comic. But yeah, so yeah, seeing that yeah. like that was gorgeous. Part of me is like I kind I'm like part of me I'm like I kind of wish I saw it in 3D now. Like and I'm seeing all this stuff happen, especially like that's true. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see it in 3D either. Yeah, the time travel though, not time travel, but the, the dimensions. dimensional warp and all that other yeah. stuff. Like I would like. To have seen that in that 3D. shit was more beautiful than the mirror dimension. Yeah, and I usually hate seeing me too. Th- yeah, three D movies. But I was, I'm like, I was watching this. I was like, wow, I would really want to see this in three D. Mm, okay, I don't even know if it played. Well, I'll look that up later. I was like, I don't even know if it's playing in three D. I didn't notice. I don't know either. Yeah, I didn't notice any three D screenings. But yeah, I I really enjoyed seeing the dynamic or relationship between homeless Peter Parker <laughs> hobo Peter I was like what words yeah ho- homeless Peter Parker yeah. even though he's not really homeless but that's how he looks he's basically homeless yeah homeless <laughs> Peter Parker and Miles Morales that was cute father yeah. like a more father son dynamic even though I really love his relationship with his father that's something you really don't see in a lot of movies oh Miles like, Miles yeah, especially father. like black yeah. fathers being around it's like a whole stereotype Ooh, they're not around mm-hmm. so seeing they that did, in- again they did better than the comics the relationship with his father I think his mother is more Spanish. Like she, she comes off more like genuinely Spanish than in the comics. They don't really go into that that much in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even in the comic, like or, or, you don't really, uncle. you don't really see him speak Spanish. Exactly. Yeah. In the comics actually, or anything exactly like right. that, and in this, he's speaking Spanish. So I was like, oh yeah, sense. cool. You're actually leaning into the fact that he is half Puerto Rican. Because most people, when they think of Miles Morales, they just think of him just being black, and it's yeah. like, no, he has this other side to him as well. Mm-hmm. And no spoilers, but they did the Uncle Davis or Uncle Aaron, Aaron. relationship. Better than the comics too. Hashtag, is it going to be Donald Glover in the, in the live action movie? Because he is that same character. Yeah, he is. I couldn't see Donald Glover as that character though. No, not not the character that they had in the movie. Who was but voiced? By, who was voiced voice by Mahershala Ali? Holy fuck, he was. Cottonmouth, yeah. That's why he was smooth as hell. Very. He was a very smooth guy. Very he was smooth. Cool. Yeah. When he's teaching Miles how to how to talk to girls, uh-huh. give her the shoulder. Yeah, the shoulder. <laughs> the shoulder. Hey. <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be so good. <laughs> How that comes back later. Man. Yeah. Oh, so much better. Like, oh. I, I cried. <laughs> I, I know. You, you said that already. I've never cried at Uncle Ben dying. I'm going to stop there. I'm just going to say that. Okay. There's something, there's <laughs> I already a, know. I already know. There's a gonna, death in this movie yeah, that, I already made know. Me, that made me cry. And if you... And if you have read the Miles Morales comics, it's not a spoiler for the comics. It's not a spoiler for the comics. I already knew it was coming. So when it, when something ha- when it when it happened, my friend looked at me. He was like, "Why do you have no reaction?" I was like, "Well, not no reaction, but he was like, did you see that coming?'" I was like, "I read. I know the comics, so I, I knew- didn't see how it was coming when it happened, though. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like not when it when the person dies, but 
when it happens, I wasn't expecting how they did it. No, but I knew they were going to. Do, yeah, I had a yeah, feeling they were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. You Especially, need it. You have yeah, to. Yeah, you need it. Like, and then the other characters even talk about it. Like, we've all been through stuff, stuff like that. So yeah, like I was like, yeah, I know from the comics, so it wasn't it wasn't that much of a spoiler. Still, bro. Still. Well, no, I'm not saying yeah. it didn't. I had no. It had no impact on me, but I was no, like, no. yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, but no yeah. emotions, <laughs> girl. <laughs> but yeah, I I really enjoy this movie. Like. We'll get to some of the problems I have with it. Oh we get to my god, you're that one percent around. No, 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 but no, I still. But let me let me finish. Okay, we'll get to the, some of the issues I have with it when I get, when we get more to spoilers. But I still enjoyed it so much so that they didn't bother me as much. I still just wish they didn't have it. But I would still give really it. A, curious. I would still give it a perfect vision. Okay, so I'm curious though because I don't think I've had I had any complaints about this movie. Like if I was in the Rotten Tomatoes groups, and, and I'm my, like 100. Yeah, my mine are more nitpicks. They're not necessarily like complaints. You up? They're just bitch. nitpicks. You become so bougie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so bougie. No, I, actually, no, I have critiques. I want. What are we talking about this for, for before with the black Buffy and stuff like that? I want yeah. black liberation. So it's back to that again. <laughs> this is the most black liberation you're gonna no, get. No, it's not enough. It's the best. I need movie. more. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Do you want to jump into spoilers now? Sure. Um. Okay, before we do, I just want to say that they even did the villains right. Like for what little bit they give you about I, the I was, villains, I'm like, where's Kingpin's neck? <laughs> he don't need one. <laughs> he, needs, he, he is way more intimidating without a neck. <laughs> he, he needs a neck. <laughs> he don't need a neck. And then I'm like, how strong is he? Like he was pick, strong. He was picking up fucking cars and shit. He was telling Miles like, Spider Man, this world's never been able to beat me. I'm like, and I'm shit, like, okay, how fucking strong. Is? He's not so. He's not that strong. He's like Hulk strong in this. Yeah, but. But bro, but if you've seen the Netflix Daredevil stuff, they do give him just enough backstory to make you feel for his character. Uh huh. So even though they didn't give, it wasn't a lot. Even though they didn't give that much backstory for this version of Kingpin, I couldn't help just think of the Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, I have to assume that wasn't by mistake. I mean, if you didn't watch any Daredevil, you could still be like, oh, okay, well, it's sad for him. I get, I get why he's sad. Um, I get why he's in pain. But if you've seen Daredevil, then you've Vanessa, Vanessa. <laughs> and let's get into spoilers. Uh, and just starting with that spoiler, which I'm like, how cool would it have been if they got Vincent D'Onofrio to voice? They really should have. But I like the the Kingpin with like a oh, no, yeah, I like accent. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love the fact that they, they introduce so many villains in this without ever having to really give them origin stories. Like if you know the comics, if you know Spider Man, you know who the characters are. I mean, he's uh, the, the movie kind of starts with Spider Man fighting Green Goblin when Miles Morales you know first meets him. And he's like, in this movie, in this world, this green guy was like a dragon. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of is in the... Not, not this not, much. No, not that much. But <laughs> he not, was giant. Yeah, like, it's not that far from the way... He had a long way. venom tongue and wings and shit. I'm like, what the fuck green goblin is this? Yeah, because the green goblin ultimate is kind of like... like a Hulk. Yeah. Like a fire Hulk. And this, he was like full Because doesn't, doesn't he breathe fire in the mm-hmm. comic? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got like kind of like human torch powers as and also green uh, the Hulk size and strength. Which is so overpowered, but <laughs> that's why fucking Ultimate Spider-Man died <laughs> fighting him and the Sinister Six at I, once. I was wondering what was the choice of making changing it because Norman Osborn pretty much is the one that killed him. Oh, making it Kingpin? Yeah, making it Kingpin. Spoilers. We, well, we, spoilers. we already I, said. No, 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 I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're in spoilers now, but yes, in this... Okay, but here's the thing. Going to this movie, you know, seeing that preview um, in Venom that, you know, confirmed that Peter Parker in this world died. Because going into this, we didn't even know... If that Spider-Man that you know is swinging with Miles and talking to him in the trailers is that the same P- 
Peter Parker from that world? Is that the Peter Parker from a different world? And he's like, just show up there um, after the fact. Does Miles Morales even know this Peter? In this version of the story, because in the comics, Peter Parker dies without Miles Morales ever really meeting him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this version, which I think is way more impactful, he meets Peter Parker basically on his last adventure. So he's he's there when Peter Parker gets killed by the Kingpin. And even more emotional, he directly tells well, wasn't Miles. Wasn't he there? Didn't he see Peter get killed? In a- he he showed up after the fight was over. So he he saw Peter Parker laying there dead with Aunt May and stuff, but he was in the crowd. But in this, they made it more personal, where P- Miles Morales was literally there to the point where, you know, at one point Peter saves him from falling, and then after he gets caught in that explosion and he's like completely incapacitated, he has Miles promised to basically finish his mission. So like that's that's right there. I'm getting chills thinking about it because right that right there, the way. You can see, because Peter's eye is like, the, the, the lens is broken in one of his eyes. And he's like, you can see his eye looking at Miles. And you can see, like, the desperation and hope. And it's just animation. <laughs> but you can see the quivering as he's looking at Miles. And he's like, promise me, you're going to do this. And he's like, I promise. And it's like, it's like that was the moment where he was passing on the mantle in that one exchange. And then, you know, Kingpin rolls up with uh, Tombstone and Prowler. And he's like, bitch. You fucked up my shit for the last time, Spider Man. <gasps> Bow and just uh, and it was brutal. No one, everybody there was like, <gasps> they killed Spider Man in the most vicious way, bro, yeah. on the big screen. <laughs> That's way more fucked up than anything in the comics. I was like, bro, this movie is another level already. After they start all happy with like, you know my story. I'm Spider Man. Although I. It would have been more gruesome if he like picked him up and like snapped his neck. Okay, that's just fucked up. Dude. Exactly. What is this DC exactly. universe? Exactly. This is for kids, that's Michael. Should... <laughs> no. Is, is it though? <laughs> this was like, this is enough. Because even I was like, oh man, because it was just a like, full on like gorilla smash down in the Spider Man's body as he's already laying there prone, like dying anyway. Like I don't know to start off with like like yeah, this is another Spider Man story. You know my story, and he does. Like, you seen the trailer where it's like I have an ice cream cone and a uh-huh. Christmas album. They reference Spider Man three with the dance. Yeah, the dance. <laughs> this is, this is, I do this. We don't talk about this. A <laughs> little dance he does. I was just like, wow. To go from that to and the one thing I I I, 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 I didn't. They should have. They they should have did it like how Spider Man three was actually was though. Like him. Like he wasn't in a suit when he was doing that. But this is like an alternate universe. So it's like they. But that's smart. They can nod to it without being like this is the same exact Spider Man. Um, because I mean like the, the what should have tipped me off that that Spider Man. I still wasn't sure. Like is that the other Spider Man from the other universe? And it's gonna be a thing where when he meets Miles, he's like, I've been in this universe for like the last couple of years or whatever, and I gotta find my way home. I didn't know what the story was. So what should tip me off was in that first flashback you see Aunt May. I think it's maybe Uncle Ben and Peter, like a young Peter. And he's got blonde hair. And I was like, what? Why is Peter blonde? <laughs> Turns out in this universe he's just blonde. Because after that event happens and the collider or whatever that they're trying to stop that makes the alternate dimensions, or not makes them, but gives access to alternate dimensions, explodes, that Peter, who is basically Tobey Maguire's Peter <laughs> from however many years ago. He's been Spider-Man for 22 years. Yeah, 22 years. And then I love the, the device they use whenever they introduce the new Spider-Man. She'd be like, all right, this is the last time. We're going to tell you that story the story again. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Because it started with like, oh, I've been Spider-Man for 10 years. That was I'm, that world Spider-Man. But then when they I've been Spider-Man for two years. 10. Well, Spider-Man. The other one was 22 yeah. years. 22 years, 10 years. Yeah. But I was thinking like uh, Gwen. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spider Woman. Even that, they 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 stuck to her origins too by showing that Peter Parker that world was the lizard. The lizard, yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole that oh my god, I just can't get over the fact that I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, you talking about? Uh, oh oh, twenty two years Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. Um, seeing how that Spider Man's life unraveled. And how realistic that would be to the Spider-Man we know. Like, you grow up, you grow old, you continue to be Spider-Man, you get your ass beat, you lose money, like, you Parker luck, you, you invest poorly, you become poor. Like, to see how his life fell apart, Aunt May died. Yeah, like, you get a him divorce. And, yeah, him and Mary Jane split up because he's not... He doesn't want, he doesn't want kids. kids. <laughs> and the fact that that tied in to his relationship with Miles. Yeah. And by the end of the story... Wait, at first he didn't want anything to do with Miles, but at the end he's do like... Do I want kids now? Yeah, he's like, I'm really proud of you. Wait, do I want kids? <laughs> like, even that small moment, because even though it's not Spider-Man we know, we know him. Like, mm-hmm. he felt like a, a familiar face. He felt like Tobey Maguire. He felt like Andrew Garfield. He felt like the animated 90s cartoon Spider-Man. So when he sees Mary Jane in this world, for that one scene he sees her, and she just doesn't know who the fuck he is because she thinks he's just a guy wearing a Spider-Man mask doing like a... Uh, being a what's it? A uh, uh, waiter. A waiter. She just wants breadsticks or, or bread or whatever for her table, and he's like, "No, I'll get you all the bread. I love you. <laughs> you deserve all the bread." Yeah. <laughs> like it was heartbreaking. I was and like, she's like oh. "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Spider Gwen's just there, like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> like I felt it. Like for the movie to dial me in that much to make me believe that this is a Spider-Man that I've known my entire life when I don't know him. Spider-Man with a gut. <laughs> Spider-Man with a gut. Oh my God. It's just so many jokes that I can't even like, recount them all, but they were all so good. When the when the woman, who's the scientist, who's later revealed to be the Dr. Octopus of that world, when she's like examining him, she's like, you look a little bit rounder in the middle. Maybe it's from the, like crossing the dimensional threshold or whatever. He's, He's like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was much slimmer before that. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like we're being reacquainted with a, an old friend that we've known our entire lives. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So that's why every scene with them, it felt, it had emotional impact for me. I mean, that's, and that's one of the main reasons I mentioned that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, who wrote this movie, also did Lego Batman. And that's, and, and you know from Lego yeah. Batman is they're you can see that they're pretty much experts of like weaving in a lot of the comic book lore that for those of us that are fans we know about and we could be like ha 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 like think about the uh the end credit scene like the little meme with this oh oh the 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 <laughs> where's miguel o'hara spider-man 29 Spider-Man. yeah of, cor- of course they changed it i didn't want to go i didn't want to go too much into it because we're not there yet but of oh. course they changed it up a little bit based on that but at the same time it's like if you're into that like you know it's like so it makes it way more impactful yeah and 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 laugh worthy they can weave together all the different or like continuities. yeah deep cuts yeah very well but if you're not into that you know lore it's still you're not lost yeah with agreed. it and so that that i don't remember what my point was but yeah <laughs> they're just very good at that they're, yeah like, they're very based good on at that like batman and this like they they understand they they make it a point to understand the character backwards and forwards. So when they make a story around that character, it makes you feel like this is every iteration of the character that we've known. So now part of me is like, I'm a little disappointed because weren't they supposed to direct Solo? 
and they got they fired. Got fired. Yeah, was fucking idiots. Yeah, so now I'm just like <laughs> Solo was so yeah, bland. Maybe, I'm like maybe Solo would have been a better movie had so they have done it because I'm because because they seem like they're fans of this of like mm-hmm. this geek culture genre. Yeah, for sure. That's a very good point. Maybe it wouldn't have been so fucking meh. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been something. But um, but yeah, I mean, again, like every character had an emotional weight. Like villains, heroes, everyone had their own story. That something that they were aspiring to. Um, like Kingpin, like that. He's not a major character in terms of like we know that much about him, but just giving him that emotional weight of like he's looking for Vanessa and his son who died because in this world when he they they walked in on him fighting Spider Man, I guess that that was them finding out that he's the Kingpin and them like you know getting in the car and trying to escape, get hit by a car, die. So he's trying to open up these dimensional breaches just to bring them back. So like, even though it's like, clearly what you're doing is fucked up. You're destroying the city and possibly the world. But you can, you see where he's coming from. It's, cause, it's all for Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> all for Vanessa. When I was a boy. When I was a boy, <laughs> Spider-Man. I mean, like, Kingpin's not that... Like, if I were to put the hierarchy of Spider-Man villains in the list, he's not that high to me. Like he's up there, but he's not like number one. But no, he's made... not number one. But I was, he's definitely top five, I think. Top five, maybe. But they did a very good job of making you feel like the kingpin of this movie was a legitimate threat. Like more, because Green Goblin dies right off the bat. Like he dies unceremoniously. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Anyway, but this in this movie is all about the kingpin, and I fucking, like, you know, a bad villain can bring down a movie. But in this movie, I was like, fuck. Kingpin up, <laughs> fuck him up, Miles. Because and they do a thing where not only does he kill his would-be mentor, which was the Spider-Man of that world, but then later on, we talked about it a little bit, he kills the Prowler. He shoots Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And in a fucking heart-wrenching moment, because they do a great job in this movie, even more, again, more so than the comics, of making you understand why Miles has a connection with his uncle more so than his dad. His dad's very straight-laced. His dad's very stern and kind of embarrasses oh, him yeah, going to all school. All about the rules. Yeah, about the rules. Because um, he's a cop. So. Yeah. But Miles is like a graffiti artist. He's got a passion. and It's not for school. And they even do a great thing when he goes to school. And he clearly doesn't like the boarding school he's going to. So he tries to get out by failing out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah when he uh, purposely tries he gets a zero. to zero. He gets a zero and the teacher catches it. She's like, there's no way. The only way you would get zero is if you know all the answers. Yeah, she's like, if you could, if you ask somebody to take a multiple choice test at random, do you know what the lowest score they probably would get was? He's like, 50? She's like, yeah. No, 14, four, four, 15%. Is they it 15? I think it was 50, like 50 no, 50. No, they get a 15%. Oh, well, whatever. Regardless. But she's like, but you have a 0%. And the only one way somebody can get 0% on a test is if they know where all the right answers are and purposely pick the wrong ones. So I was like, that was, that yeah, was so interesting. That goes to show that Miles is smart. Yeah, he's smart. But a normal, like a normal kid, smart. You know what I mean? Like not like unrealistic Peter Parker, super genius, smart. Um, but in the same way, they modernize this character where he's not just like a geek or a loser or a nerd that gets picked on. Yeah, there's moments in the movie where he is like the 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 joke of the school. Yeah, like when his father makes you say "I love," but it's not like it's that's, not. Yeah. That's a typical. They're realistic things that make yeah, him feel like a loser. He's not just like oh, it's that kid, a puny Parker we pick on all the time. It's not like that where it's like you know, campy. It's it's modern, so it's a thing where yeah, man, everybody feels like they're the outcast every once in a while. Shit happens that make you feel embarrassed at school, and you know people might talk, and you feel the pressure of that. And they did a good job in the little bit they did 
which is probably like the first like third of the movie. The little bit they did of showing his life and like his daily life as a high schooler, I felt it. Like even more so than Tom Holland and high, the high school stuff in Spider Man Homecoming. Like they yeah. did a very good job of and it. And also the thing that I liked in this movie more so than any Spider Man movie is he didn't become Spider Man really until the very end of the movie. Yes. Like throughout the movie, it was just him learning because he just got these powers. Mm-hmm. Whereas most Spider Man movies, like you get your powers. And then all of a sudden you're an expert and you know how to do everything and now you're Spider-Man. <laughs> After one good montage. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't have that in this movie. It took him a while to learn how to control his... Because he has way more powers than the, the normal, than every other Spider-Man. And it was so funny when uh, Peter Parker is trying to explain to the group why Miles is like going to be a beneficial, to, beneficial to the team. And he's like, he's, he's got, got visibility. Yeah. I, I can't do I can't it on command. It. Hey, can't, he can't do, do on, on command, command. <laughs> but he's got an electric blast. I can't do it on command. That he can't do on the command, <laughs> but he's got way more things. I just got those two things. Those just those two things. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many funny comedic moments in this, but but yes, you're absolutely right. Um, and I think the story is better for it because when he does finally become Spider Man, it's emotional as fuck. Like it's it comes the, from but, but an me, emotional payoff that he becomes Spider Man after. After the death of his uncle Aaron, after his father speaks to him uh, through the doorway, that really emotional speech he gives about like um, loving each other and not wanting the relationship to ever fade. Um, more, oh, what was the phrase that they used? You have a spark, and wherever you when you learn what to do with it, I know it's going to be great. Because the whole movie is about him not wanting, like, not being able to live up to people's expectations. So him going to boarding school wasn't his dream. He wanted to be a graffiti artist, but that's his father's expectations. Him, like you know, the school were the was his was his idea of expectations. Just like how the Spider Verse characters had expectations of him to become a Spider Man, and once he was able to like find the strength from within, he was actually able to do that. And I think that was powerful. Like the moment in the trailer that you see where he jumps off the, the building for the first time and it's like, like like upside down fall kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's so like much music. better in the movie. Yeah, like the music in this and that's what also what made this movie. Like the music was great in this movie. Oh yes. Like the whole score. Yeah, like I just I appreciate that because I was like, nobody remembers the words of these songs. So I'm glad that he's like us. And he's like mumbling through the words. Num some net hum yeah so i yeah i enjoyed all i enjoyed all of that but uh uh going to what i was saying before in the non-spoiler part where i was like eh, it's more of a nitpick than an actual complaint oh here we go it's more of a it's more of a nitpick okay what are the nitpicks? but i mean i i guess i still kind of enjoyed it but part of me is like eh. yeah, bro even how he made his costume this was better than the comics like yeah, the fact using, that he yeah using graffiti yeah he used graffiti he spray painted the, the original, original spider-man, Spider-Man suit that's uh-huh. why that he has that symbol looks kind of like like paint yeah, we didn't really understand when we saw the costume. Like, oh, it's he personalized. Uh, but it. also, it was a little uh, too convenient that Aunt May is also a super genius, and she she made his webbing for him. I was like, I'm fine with that. Well, clearly, this this Spider Man in this Ultimate Spider Man universe was like Tony Stark, basically. Basically, when they go into that, like, <laughs> and that was funny too. When he's like, "Yeah, I have a shack like this," and they go down, and he's they like, "Was yours no. like this?" It's like a yeah. giant like Bat Cave for Spider Man. He's like. Well, you know, I just without the the airplane and the, without the jeep and you know with the little futon right there. <laughs> so I'm like, this Spider Man must have had money, he or had, something, or something yeah. like. But yeah, go. I was saying, I like it was like his perfect life. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a good thing also. Even with the, the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, with the blonde hair. Perfect Peter. Perfect Peter. Um, but it was good for that Spider-Man too, because he got to see basically a reflection of what his life could have been. You know, I mean, if he made the right choices, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I was saying, I, even though I enjoy seeing the other Spider people, if you take them away, like you like you said, yeah. you take them away, it's still the same movie. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, take them away. That's really what I. What are you? I don't. What, what, what kind of complaint is that? I, I just said it's not a complaint. I said it's more of a nitpick. That's a terrible nitpick because that's basically saying like, you know what? This is too fun. I want. I want like no, 10% but less fun. no. If you take them, away, <laughs> if you take them away, that's you can focus more time on Miles, and that's what I want. But like, we had ample time on Miles. Did you want anything else? Like I feel like they did everything they needed to do for his story in this movie. Like every, the, by the time we got to the end, I. Fully understood where he came from and where he ended up. I didn't need any more scenes with him and his family, or scenes with him and what his his Genki, who never really had a name. No, you didn't. You didn't see. You didn't. We had Genki had no character. In this. Yeah, he was just a guy. Like, yeah. we don't, I guess maybe in the next movie they're gonna have more of a friendship because when at the end when they do the fist bump, it's like best buds. I'm like, when? Who? What? <laughs> so that was that was a little. So what do you want? Like, what did you? What, what were you lacking that you wanted more time for? More time, like, cause there's, there's, like, knowing what happens in the comics, like, I would, I would like to maybe seen more interaction with like him and his mother. There wasn't really any in the movie, or like see more of his like home and school life. Like, they, they got plenty of that. Not real. I mean, you got some in the, you got some in the beginning, but then it kind of like. It was all focused on the Spider-Verse stuff. Yes. That's what the exciting part is. It's called Into the Spider-Verse, not Into High School. <laughs> yeah, but the whole premise is like seeing like Miles Morales, a kid with powers in high school. Like I said, it's, more of, a, it's a- more of a nitpick than a complaint, but you're trying to make it seem nah, like a big complaint. Well, your nitpick is poor. <laughs> like, I don't even agree with the nitpick because I feel like they, everything they gave us was more than we needed. Because even the scene where he used his powers in the school. Like that was more than we've seen from most of like the other Spider-Man movies of him like freaking out. That was hilarious when he sticks his hand trying to do the 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 shoulder move to like Spider Gwen, who doesn't he doesn't know it's Spider Gwen at the time. And he has his hand stuck to her head and uh-huh. rips out her hair, and then he's like freaking the fuck out, running around school, being chased by like a security guard. He goes into the security guard's actual office, and he's flipping around, freaking out. He's outside like getting stuck to the the, the walls, hitting the windows of different classes, like. It was all great. Like I don't know what else I'm not you saying needed. that wasn't great. Yeah, but just, I'm just saying like I just wanted like, more of that. Um, I wanted more I of want that. Less of the things that were. You're asking for less of the things that were good to have more of things that you don't even really know if you need more. Of those but no, things. you're saying everything that you're saying. All that was great, and I just said I wanted more of that, but not just to focus on Peter Porker and Spider Noir. Like I don't. There were probably like five minutes total of the movie. Like, and they were only there for comedic relief, and, and also to reemphasize the fact that. Yeah, because it, it's one thing to just have your mentor be better than you, but to see a whole other multiverse of Spider-Man all have it down except for you, that it's the same thing with the school and having those expectations you have to live up to. That's the school of Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Like you, for me, if you, I've said they were superfluous, and you could take them out, but I feel like you're also losing something by taking those characters out because the Spider-Verse is integral to the Spy- to Miles Morales' story. The very concept of his character is based on the multiverse. That's so what I'm saying. Having those two ideas, Spider-Man, Spider- I guess three, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and the Miles Morales story combined makes so much sense. Like, I, I wouldn't ever say take out the Spider-Man character. You-, you could, but I would never say do it. Because like I feel like, especially what they brought, not just in terms of like, um, story-wise and like what they gave to the narrative 
but the their comedic value was great. Every uh, Nicholas Cage's all his lines as Spider Man Noir were gold, and I don't like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> his forehead freaks me out. But yet in this movie, just I like mean, in you T liked Titans him in T Titans, I was so about to say, say. Just like in T Titans Go as a voice actor, he's great. Like he's he's over there fiddling with the Rubik's cube. Like I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> He's like, what is this color? Purple? No. Because <laughs> you know what colors are because from the 30s black, universe. Yeah, black and white. Yeah. Um, the only person I would say maybe you didn't need at all is the 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 anime Peter Spider Por- Girl. Peter Porker? No, I like Peter Porker. I, I like Peter Porker because like the moment where uh, the scorpion of that world turns around and it's like Spider-Ham standing there and he's like, what are you, some kind of cartoon? He's like... What do you, you have against cartoons? What do you have against cartoons? You have a problem with cartoons? And he beats his ass with a giant mallet. <laughs> and at the end, he gives, gives Miles the mallet. And he's like, you're going to need this. You can put it in your pocket. And he's like, uh, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that in real life. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was like a love letter to the fans. I don't, I, I, I don't agree with you. <laughs> I just can't. Because you're trash. No, because you're trash. No, I can't. You just want to find something to not like. <laughs> That no, I didn't want to find. I just said I didn't hate it. I just would have preferred, like I could, I could have did without it. But I still enjoyed what I saw. But at the same time, I want more miles. I think we got more than enough miles. Like more you think enough. of like Spider Man. It didn't have the only way I would agree with you was if something didn't land. You know what I'm saying? Like if if something emotionally didn't land because we didn't spend enough time for to earn the moment. But I feel like every single moment was earned. And like I said before in my review about the writing being tight and everything paying off. By the time you get to the end, like the emotional payoffs of, let me think for example, um, uh, the moment after Miles runs away from the group when you know he's basically embarrassed that he can't do anything that the other Spider-Men can, and they're trying to decide, hey, you know, one of us has to stay behind and close the collider behind us, but if one of us do it, and that's another brilliant thing on uh, the writer's part, making it so the other Spider-Men had a handicap because they were in that universe, they were dying slowly. So they, have, they would glitch out every once in a while. So they also weren't at full capacity. 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 <laughs> they weren't at full capacity. So it was even more so they needed Miles' help. Because otherwise it's like, why do you need to help somebody who's like way weaker than all of you? <laughs> but it's like, oh, okay, there's the thing where you're all getting, you're all dying, but then on top of that, if one person stays behind, you will die. So you need him to actually be the one to stay behind and actually you know, finish the job for you. Um, fulfilling Peter's last wish. But when he goes back to his apartment, and the Spider-Verse all come through the window, and they, it's basically the last, like, hey, we're going to go do this. We just want to tell you like what we're going to do, but you can't help us because you just aren't able to. You, you, you don't have the skills yet to do it. And Peter Parker does, like, the low sweep and then catches him in the air and, like, holds him, like, upside down. And he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, I just I just saw this movie. I'm he said, "If you want to, he, he's like, if you, you want to go, me. stop me. Yeah, you like to, venom blast. Use your me. venom blast. Yeah. Oh, or use your invisibility. Or turn turn invisible and slip away from me, or blast yeah. me with your venom blast. Or exactly. Whatever. And he's like, I, I can't. And he's like, Well, that's why. And he's like, How do I know when I'm ready to be Spider Man? And he's like, You don't. It's a leap of faith. And then that comes back at the end. Not only, and I love when a mentor teaches the mentee, and then later the mentee reverses those same lessons back on the mentor. I mean, just thinking about it, but I love those moments. So when they go back, sit forward to the end after Miles Morales, after a speech from his father, uses his venom blast to escape from the webbing, he goes back to Aunt May. I love that scene. He goes back to Aunt May. She's already waiting there for him, like about time, because she knew he was going to come. Uh-huh. He gets the suit, gets web slingers, uh, web shooters, 
does the amazing like leap of faith off the building. So it's like, oh, this is it. This is a Spider-Man moment. Now he's officially Spider-Man. Yeah, he takes a literal leap of faith. Literal leap of faith. And then flash forward to right before everyone jumps through the portals, it's only Spider-Man and Miles Morales left. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh, it's they bring it back with a leap of faith. Like he does, Miles does the same thing Peter did to him. He low sweeps him because Miles Peter's like, "No, I'm gonna do this. I, 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 I have to be the one to stop this. Like it's not you can't do it alone. I have to help." But then really, you find out that Peter, this Peter, kind of has a death wish, and in a way, much better than we just watched Justice League with fucking Batman, like that bullshit death wish that he had, mm-hmm. not earned. This earned because you understood at this point in the movie that this peter parker's life is at low, yeah at his lowest point yeah he wants to die he's just like this is a good way to go if there's any way to go and miles kind of no, like figures that out and he literally low sweeps him does the same movie did back to him and was like yo like you gotta go back man and he's just like but how do i know i can do it or whatever and he's just like it's a leap of faith and he's like yeah you're right and he lets him go and he falls into the the, the energy collider or whatever like that was beautiful to me like <laughs> that's exactly what i mean by like they kept like they did a lot of things like that they just kept bringing things back i'm trying to think of other moments like that, that they did um oh the the the, uh, the, well, shoulder. the shoulder the shoulder and the uh father the i love you thing oh yeah the i love you where at the end we saw that in the trailer like i love you what <laughs> yeah but um yeah oh the 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 key point about being Spider-Man, which is also Batman's thing, will you get back up? Which is a metaphor for life. Like when you get knocked down, the key element of being Spider-Man is Spider-Man always gets back up. Also a little bit of Creed. Also a little bit of Creed, yeah. A lot of that. Maybe that's why I cry like a bitch. <laughs> but, you know, the whole movie is just like, can you do that? Can you stand back up when you're at the lowest point? And Miles doesn't really have an answer. And at the end, when all the other Spider-Verse characters are gone, and it's just him versus the Kingpin, and the Kingpin is whooping his ass. <laughs> That's why I was like, how strong is he? Exactly. It's the same thing with the Dr. Octopus character. Like, the strength of Doc Ock comes from the tentacles. Just Other the than face. that, they're just a regular person. <laughs> yeah. So Spider-Man is punching them. They should be fucking dead. Yeah, they really should be. But, I felt the same way about Spider-Man too when they were fighting in close proximity. So many face punches that yeah, don't hurt him. <laughs> like, he should be fucking dead. One punch destroy your brains. But um, yeah, and that like Kingpin's whooping his ass. He gets the same. And I thought I was like, oh my god, did they kill Miles Morales? He's the same like like gorilla slam to him they did to Peter Parker to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he's laying there, and then you his father's there because he's a cop, so he came running in. You know, of course he does. And he hears him like, get up, get up. And it's that moment where he slowly stands up. And he's like, you know, you can't take me, you can't take me with my family, Kingpin. Like, I'm stronger than that or whatever he says. And then he does, he brings back the Uncle Aaron, like, give her, hey, man, all you got to do is give her the shoulder, the shoulder, put your hand on the girl's shoulder and go, hey. Hey. And he, what's he do? He puts a hand on Kingpin's shoulder and he's like, hey. And it's like a Kamehameha blast of venom lightning energy. I was like, whoa. And then he web slings his ass up to the button he has to press, and he uses Kingpin's body to press it. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, beautiful. Yeah, all beautiful. That was cool. Standing up, the like, oh, every moment I could ask for in a Spider-Man movie, they pay off in spades, and then some. That Venom Blast thing—that's not a Peter Parker thing. So that's no, only yeah, Miles Morales. Only Miles Morales. Yeah, and invis- and turning invisible. Yeah. So it was like I they got everything everything I could have asked for in this movie. They, they Which I never I just granted, I love it, but I'm like, can spiders do that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> um 
but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like those moments, if one of them didn't resonate, I would agree with you. And I would say, yes, they should have spent more time maybe building a relationship with his father. They should have spent more time building a relationship with maybe him and Peter. But, like, everything landed. So it's like, I, I can't be like, well, it could have been better when it's like... Well, see, you're taking hurts. you're taking what I said and exaggerating it because I just said, even despite that, I still give it a perfect vision. I understand that, but I'm just, I'm just looking at your logic. And I'm saying, like, I can't... I can't agree with that only because... I, there was nothing wanting. I, I I was I wasn't left wanting for anything. You know what I mean? Like if it was if there was any moment where I was like, I feel like that wasn't really earned. Then I'd be like, yeah. Then maybe if they spent less time on like Spider Ham, maybe they could have had more time to make that moment feel more impactful when they got to it. But it did, nothing. Everything was great. Everything like landed perfectly. So it's like I don't need more time with him and his father or him with his mother. I got it. You know what I mean? Even the little bit of exchange they did have with him and his mom, and like the moment. Where um after Peter Parker dies and Miles Morales runs back home, not to the boarding school, back home, and his father and his mother are there, and she tells him like, you know, that's all you really need is her telling, reassuring Miles like this family never runs Miles, like, and that she doesn't know what advice she's really given him, but that's that was almost like her, her his Aunt May Uncle Ben moment, you know what I mean? Like that was like those are words that echoed in his mind later on when he decides to actually become Spider Man. He never run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you could have more with the mom, but like I feel like what they gave you was just enough. It was just it was that's why it's tight. It's running it's tight. <laughs> they knew they it's airtight. They didn't they didn't waste the scene. Like that's rare. Like this is damn near I know we use perfect vision, that's just our, our highest rating for our rating system. Uh-huh. But like most things aren't perfect. I would say this movie is damn near perfect. Damn near. I, I'm hard pressed to think of something that was like kind of eh. Like I, I didn't like. Or yeah. could have been improved on. This is a it's definitely a year for Spider Man with the Spider Man being in uh Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. To the Spider Man video game that everybody loves. Yeah. To And you saw you saw it, right? In the uh the 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 list of Spider Man. Yeah, the, the Spider Man costumes, you saw the PS4 Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh man, they did their homework. Or even when he was like going even through his the doc, phone. The Doctor Strange spider. Yeah, you saw like Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Bendis. Yeah, I was Brian like, Bendis. Oh shit. I, oh. Oh, the Stanley cameo. See, ah, you know me too yeah. well. Because <laughs> I was bawling, man. They, yeah, the whole audience was like, oh. I know they couldn't have planned it, but like, my God. It's no perfect. Like, the fact that Stanley died. His words meant so fucking much. He's like, "Oh, Spider Man! Like, yeah, I'm gonna miss him." <laughs> and he's buying because Miles buying the Spider Man yeah, suit. Yeah, the Spider Man. Yeah, from like a vendor, store owner. And Stanley's like, or Miles is like, "It's gonna will it, will it fit?" And Stanley's like, "Always fits." Like, well, he says, "It always fits eventually." Like, and that was significant. Like, you know, you, you'll grow into it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, it's a metaphor. And then, and again, this is what I'm talking about with tone switching, like a motherfucker, but it worked so well. I went from bawling to when they panned There's from no, Stanley's no face. Refunds. Yes. <laughs> he goes, it, it always fits eventually. And it's like, oh. And it slow pan over to his right. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> oh, man. I love this movie, but yeah, but it, but it goes to show like any the next two Stanley cameos are gonna be 
pretty sad. I mean, but look, it could be something like I'm sure the Avengers Endgame cameo probably will be something emotional. If it is what I've heard it is, it will be. Which I told you, I don't you want don't you to know. tell me. I yeah. know, I'm not going to tell you. But, you know, it could be something. Like, a Stanley cameo could be like him on a bus. You know what I mean? Like, it could be something lame like that. The fact that, like, they there was a weight to it. Again, so, uh, they didn't. They couldn't have planned for this. They did they? You of think course they? not. They, right? uh, yeah, we know Stanley's gonna die, so let's do let's do this scene. But make it emotional like that, because I would compare that to probably my, one of my favorite Stanley cameos. Because it's also like an animation movie, like an animated movie. We don't know how long. Yeah, months, months. Like they probably not even months, but I'm just saying they probably years. <laughs> they probably started animating and doing this movie like years ago. Yeah. Like. Three, four, five, maybe even six, ten, ten years ago. I compare it to the Spider-Man three cameo. I think it was Spider-Man three, where he, where he walks up to Peter. I don't remember what his cameo was in Spider-Man three. I think it's Spider-Man three. Where he walks up to Peter while Peter is looking at MJ's like billboard or, or a movie thing or something, and he's like, "Well, I guess one person can make a difference." Enough said. And he walks away, like something like that, like small but poignant cameos that, like you know. Are, they they feel like Stan Lee's talking to us, you know. It's not like a lame throwaway cameo, like oh, it's Stan Lee in a strip club as a DJ. You know, what I mean, it's wacky, but it's like it's not emotional. I think his worst cameo was uh, what was it, Iron Man one, where he was supposed oh, to Hugh Hefner. Hefner. Yeah, he just tapped him on the shoulder. He, he turned, turned around, around yeah. and that's it. That was wack. I was like, yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. They were they were getting their Stan Lee cameo legs though. That was that was the first, you know? <laughs> at least in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there anything else? I think his best one was a Guardians 2, where he was like talking to the Watchers. Oh, yeah, of course. That was also funny. I, I like the emotional Stanley cameos. Um, because he's like everybody's dad. He's like the dad of Marvel, the dad of comic books. I mean, he, yeah. Um anything else you want to talk about in the movie? Um I'm trying to think. Spider Gwen was great. She was a badass. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She's basically. I don't the, know um, if I'm a. I don't know if I'm a fan of the love though. The, the between Miles and Spider. That's in the comics though. I know it is. That's I don't know, I don't know if I'm a bit. fan of that either. I like it. What I was surprised about, I thought for sure, because the moment where Peter Parker's like sleeping in the back of like a bus while they're talking, I thought he he kind of like makes a face like, oh, here we go. They're 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 lovey dovey kids. I thought he was gonna make a comment like, I knew Gwen Stacy in my world. That was not. Yeah, that was nothing. There was nothing. I mean, it's fine. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not mad about that, but I'm just, I was surprised. I'm like, you're not going to say anything? Even she, she kept alluding to the fact that her friend that died, like, or she kept talking about her friend that died, but she never really said it was Peter Parker, did she? No. In the did flashback, she? they showed Peter Parker. And no, I, think I don't, when think, she they, I don't the, think they said it was Peter Parker. No, I, did, no, I, I think, think she they said, did. I think she said Peter Parker when she did the, um, you know, the comic thing where she's like, all right, I'm gonna tell this story one last time. Yeah, I think at least the people yeah. are there, but it's not like in continuity with the world. This is like a thing they do. Yeah. So then she never actually told them it was Peter Parker. She just kept saying her, she had a friend that died, and even when uh, the older hobo Peter saw Mary Jane and went to go talk to her, Spider Gwen was telling him like, "I get what you're going through, but you it's not her from your world." And I felt like she was alluding to the fact that she was talking about him. Because Peter Parker was her best friend that died in her world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? Did you get that vibe too? N- not necessarily, because they didn't really. Yeah, they didn't really lean into it at all. Okay, I thought because I just, I just put two and two together. I wasn't sure if that was actually what they were trying to say. Uh, oh, that's actually another thing I wanted to like just mention. 
that got me fucking emotional after the moment where Miles Morales gets the suit and he does the leap of faith and all that stuff. And then, because the whole time, every time they introduce a new Spider-Man, they open up a comic book and they do like the little backstory uh-huh. thing. But when the Miles Morales comic drops into the the, the pile, you know what I'm saying? Wait, what? Because every time uh, they show a wait, Spider-Man, hold up. I don't, I don't like really... when they introduce the Hobo Spider-Man. They open up a new comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and got they show that. the cover. Uh-huh. So they show when Spider-Man, Ham, Spider-Man Noir, and the anime Spider-Girl. They they're introduced. They all have comic books too. So it's like a it's like a pile. But when they when Miles Morales finally becomes Spider-Man. Oh yeah, with him and the... it's like his origin's complete, and uh-huh. they the comic book drops, and you see the cover with Miles Morales on it. Mm-hmm. That got I got chills thinking about it. But when that happened in the theater, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's his story. I want those sneakers. <laughs> Random. <laughs> I do. I want those sneakers. Hundreds of dollars. That's a one sixty. Well, the ones that they released though, I don't like them because mm. they got that little like they're different than the one that was in the comic because they got like the mesh. Oh really? Yeah, I can show you a. I can show you a picture. That they're not the same. Brooklyn. <laughs> You stop us now, hey! But yeah, man, that felt, it was so good. This is an amazing origin story for Miles Morales, like more than I've ever could have asked for, more than I expected. I didn't go into this thing. This is gonna be the best Spider-Man movie of all time, but God damn it, it, it definitely was. And I can't believe it I'm definitely was. That. Yeah, okay, here it is. So this is the one that was in the movie. Okay. And this is the one that they released. Like you see how it's different. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't like this. I don't like that either. Yeah, I prefer that one. Yeah, I prefer the. Yeah. Yeah, that looks way better. Yeah, it's whack. <laughs> it's trash. Um, man, that was a great origin story. I can't get over that. Was there anything you want to talk about? Uh, I'm trying to think. No. Anything about Uncle Aaron, the Uncle Ben of this world? Again, I think it was done way better. Again, I, I never cry. I've never cried in a live action Uncle Ben dying, but Uncle Aaron dying because it was the. You know what it was? It was because I was waiting the whole movie. For that shoot to drop, for him to realize that Uncle Aaron was the prowler, because we read the comics, we know. <laughs> and I think they, they handled the, the way they executed the movie was fucking fantastic. I watched the YouTube videos, but oh, Jesus, <laughs> I didn't actually read it. Okay, wow. <laughs> but the way they executed the movie was fantastic. So when Prowler finally corners when he, find, when he finds out that that, wait, that he's the prowler, the person that he's been no when when Aaron finds out oh, okay. that the person he's been chasing all this time is yes. Miles, and the way they did it were Miles because in the comics. He was still kind of an asshole. Like, Prowler still fought him, and the reason he died was like an explosion went off during the fight. So it wasn't th- like this, where you could tell he wasn't going to fight Miles. As soon as he found out that it was Miles underneath that mask, you, the look on his... Again, these are animated characters, but the expressions on their faces, I, I, I feel them. Like, the way he looked at Miles and put his hands up like, oh my god, Miles, I'm, I'm so sorry. Because you could tell there was love there. And when he gets shot... Fucking! I was like, "Whoa, oh, Kingpin, <laughs> Kingpin!" <laughs> but the moment when uh, he swings Aaron into the alleyway and he's like dying from the bu- the bullet wound, and he the speech Ma- he gives yeah, Miles. I don't even remember what he, I don't remember what he said. That's what, why I was, what, I was like, I wish I would have saw the movie I, I again do. before. I kind of remember. It was basically like, uh, "I wanted you to look up to me. Like, I'm sorry, I, I failed you. Like, because you could tell like he." You know, you don't get his backstory really, but you can tell that he's a good dude. There's just he fell into a bad crowd. Maybe he's working because Kingpin might kill him and his family if he doesn't. Like you don't know what the story is there, but he he might be a criminal. But it doesn't make him a bad person. You know what I mean? He still had love for Miles and love for his family clearly. Um, so when he's dying, like even though he's a 
bad guy, you, you still feel Miles' pain. You're, you're with Miles in that emotional roller coaster of like, yeah, you're a villain, I guess, but you're still my uncle. I still love you. And because how Aaron talks to him, you feel it. So when Aaron tells him, like, yo, you're, you're the best of us, like, keep moving forward. He doesn't say keep moving forward. He says, uh, keep going. I think that's what he says. Keep going. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's the effect of the Luke Cage thing, though, of keep moving forward. I should have said Excelsior. Excelsior! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just... Which is what that means. Yeah. But his, his dying breath of, like, you know, like, I'm sorry I failed you. You're the best... Like, seeing that he's Spider-Man now, he's he's telling him, like, you're the best of us. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. And then he dies. And I was like... <gasps> And then his father's right there too, pretty much. Of course. And you have that thing where it's like, oh, he Spider Man yeah. killed yeah, he him. It. Yeah. Yeah. But of course I'm glad they right away took that back at the end where he realizes there's, there's no like, He's like yeah, I thought I knew who it was, but Yeah, there's there's no um uh Harry Osborne moment where just he holds a grudge to the next movie. I'm glad that they didn't have that. Which of course, I mean, they kind of make it. They kind of allude to the father's. He's gonna figure it out that his son is Miles. Oh, for sure. I don't know how he didn't figure it out just from that. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, when he hugs him, he's like, like okay, he's like, uh, pleasure to work with you in the future. <laughs> I love you. What? <laughs> like clearly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the wrap up of just anybody can be like. I I love the ending to this movie. They they nailed the landing. Where he's just like, anybody can be Spider-Man. That's what the story's about. That's what the story's about. Yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like the ultimate comics given, given motion and even more emotion. <laughs> so I'm like, you hear that out there, you racist fucks. <laughs> <laughs> anybody can be Spider-Man. They even put in Black Panther imagery when he stands up. When on, sta- on the, yeah, the look, look like the Wakanda yeah. statue head. Yes. That couldn't be a coincidence. No, of course not. Yeah. So I'm like, this is movie. Oh, this representation is so beautiful. How do you? This is Black Liberation times twenty, Michael. I don't know what you what do you want. Not enough Black Liberation. This is the most Black Liberation. <laughs> is it though? It really is. Um, where how's it in? Where's the Black Spider Woman? <laughs> never enough, is it? <laughs> oh, the black, the black, yeah. It's never enough for you. Um, I don't even then they go back to the uh, the older Spider Man. He's like he goes to Mary Jane's place and has flowers. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that story's gonna end, but you know, you have hope. And then, you know, Miles told him like it's a leap of faith, and he lets go. Like, oh god, the imagery in this was so fucking good. I we should just move forward. I'm just gonna keep gushing about the same shit over and over again. I'm in a loop now because I just fucking love this shit. <sighs> Anything else before we move on? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it again tonight. Oh really? Yeah. It's that fucking good. Either 10:45 or 11:30. Okay. Okay. You're going to be asleep, probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I, before we move on, if there's anything else. Black Liberation! Oh, my God. With the Black Liberation. <laughs> we got it, man. This is it. <laughs> We're getting there. Can you believe this, though? Like, honestly, just as... Well, no, no, let's, it's all, this. And really, it's only just because... Okay, this because we don't really have that many black characters yeah. that are in animation. Like, really, the only show we have, like, in terms of... Uh, Black animated characters is really static shock. That's very true. And that was how long ago? That was the show ended in two thousand four. Animation so, like if it's or live even action. animated movie, yeah, animated live action movies. Like yeah. you think about Black Panther. Well, no, I was gonna say <laughs> black. I was gonna say black characters in animation. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head, which I'm pretty sure there might be more, but off the top of my head is Princess and the Frog, and we already got issues with that shit. Yeah, I don't the frog shit. <laughs> so like to have 
So so to have another character that's, you know, supposed to be the lead in a black animated series, but then there's all these other characters peppered into it. And it's like, it's, but when it's, you know, white characters get into, you don't see, you don't see that. Where it's like, oh, we got to have an animated, whatever, uh, let's say Superman movie, but we got to have this Superman and this Superman and this Superman. So that's really what my, that's really what it is. I'm looking at you with the biggest side eye right now. <laughs> it's like, I get where you're coming from. I do. But at the same time, I think in this case, it makes sense. Like, that's the nature of the character is the multiverse. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they did a Val Zod story, you could make that story without having to introduce... Not even that. Like, a lot of these characters that, like, you know, have pre-existing mantles, like, the iconic characters, they're inextricably tied to those original characters. So, like, even a Val Zod movie, you, you kind of have to address the white Superman, even if he's evil. Well, yeah, I get that. I'm not saying I don't want... Like Peter Parker shouldn't be in this movie. Yes, Peter Parker should be in this movie, but so you saying, oh, you gotta have the white Superman? Yeah, I get that. But do you have to have, say, the Chinese Superman or the? Yes. No, 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 not the Superman stuff. But in this case for Spider Man, yes, because I think it drove the point home. Like if it was just if if you did take a those care, I actually. You're making me go full circle because I was like, yeah, you could move them and the movie wouldn't be that different. But honestly. If you remove them and change nothing else, the movie would be weaker for it. Because I think having those characters drove the point home, not only for the expectations about what it is to be a Spider-Man, because it's not, now you don't just have one example. You have a, a plethora of examples of what you need to become. That's a lot of pressure. That's what the movie's about. It's about rising, rising to those expectations, finding the strength within and rising to the expectations. And I feel like you need those other Spider-Men as the example for Miles Morales to, to see and strive towards. Not just the older Peter Parker, who's like a washout. <laughs> you need to see other Peter Parkers or, or, or other Spider-Men who, they all have different stories, yes, but there's still similarities and there's still core values that Spider-Man has to have. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just one Spider-Man telling you that, it's not as impactful as there being like four other Spider-Men that all share that same bond, but you don't. You feel excluded. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? I agree with it. Yeah, I agree with it. Ha! <laughs> I won! Everyone heard that! <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I, I get where you're coming from, though. Because it is also is a thing where, you know... It's also marketing. You know, they're not sure if the Miles Morales as a character by himself is going to work. So you pepper in all these Easter eggs. But that's my point. Like, like it, but it's a it's a trend though. Like, think about even with Wonder Woman. They weren't sure that Wonder Woman was going to work, and so they wanted to add all this. Or like, what is going on with the No Man's Land scene? And yeah, I agree with that. But I think in this case, I think it worked. You know what I'm saying? And if they do the same they, thing again, they, they knew they knew BVS was going to work, and it did. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> they packed everything in that movie. Um, like even if the next movie they have more Spider Verse stuff and not just because you said before you were hoping in the sequel it would just be Miles Morales. Do you still want that after seeing this movie? No. Only oh. because <laughs> only, only, be, only because like this movie. Even though, yeah, Miles Morales was the lead, quote unquote, it's still not necessarily a Miles Morales only story. Like, it's about the Spider Verse. So, and even like the way the movie ended, it made it seem like Miguel O'Hara is going to be the new Miles Morales focal point of the next Spider Verse story. Is that what you got? That's what I got. I didn't Cause get why that. Because why else would it? Why else would they focus on? I thought that was the plot device to bring Spider Verse back. Because he has like a slider thing. 
Like, but that's what I'm saying. If he he's the reason he's the reason that they're going that he's going back or getting the team back together. So now it's going to be his his focus. Or I what, don't think so. What's going on in that world? And what's why is he? Why does he need to go back? What's what's happening in Earth, two thousand and thirty, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I see where you're coming from, but I feel like that's just that would just be the plot device to reintroduce the Spider Verse into the Miles Morales story. I do think they do want to make spinoffs with all these characters, or at least some of them, like Spider Gwen especially. But I feel like they know that Miles Morales, and even this movie, Miles Morales was the definitive main character. Every other character was just a satellite peripheral character that like that added to his story. So I don't think they're going to do another movie where if, if Miles Morales is in it, I feel like it's going to be a Miles Morales story again. Just the 299 Spider-Man's thing was just a plot device to reopen the Spider-Verse portal because the Collider killed people. <laughs> so this way they can do it without consequence as opposed to like your cells are dying and disintegrating or whatever. Oh, we didn't mention Doc Ock though. I liked her. And that was that was very surprising when it was revealed that she was Dr. Octopus. Did you even get an inkling to that? No. Me either. I, I vaguely remember there being a female Oct- Dr. Octopus. I don't know if it was in the Ultimate Comics or not. But that I moment... Th- I don't think it was. Because she seemed like... The, the way she came off was like, oh, she's just like a quirky scientist. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got. Peter's letting him letting her examine him and you know she's being all weird about it and she's funny. Yeah, I thought she was just going to be a weird scientist that ends up helping him. Yeah. And then the twist is like, wait, what was your name again? Oh, Liz Octavius. Do your friends call you Doc Ock? No, my enemies call me Doc Ock. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> like the, the flip. And then when Aunt May sees her later, it's like, oh, great, Liz. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I love I love Aunt May in this movie too. This, this her like, oh, been there, done that. I've seen all this before. Can you please have this fight outside, not in the house, please? Yeah. Also, she apparently was on Tinder or something, trying to get laid. Did you hear? Did you catch that? I didn't catch that. It was so. There's so many lines in this movie that go so quick, but it was in the beginning of the scene where they all go down into the uh, spider cave, and they're they're all. I forgot where everybody. Everybody's introducing themselves, and there's a quick cut to Aunt May, and she throws out something along the lines of like, um, she's trying to find a date on social media or like a dating website or something. So I'm like, oh, I'm maybe trying to get fucked. Okay. <laughs> nah, yeah, I didn't catch that. It's very quick. It's, just watch it when you watch it. Watch for, wait for, or look out for it when you watch it again in that scene. It's quick. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess that's there was it. Also a, there was also talks that they actually wanted to have Doctor Strange show up in this movie. Hence the Spider-Man with the cape? Yeah. Which which is comic comic accurate. Like, there's a universe with Spider-Man, Sorcerer Supreme. You got too much. <laughs> he got bit by a spider, and then he became Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a comic where Iron Man is, or like an elsewhere where Iron Man is Sorcerer Supreme. I'm just like, how many things can happen to one person? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I became a spider person, and then my hands got crushed. And I learned magic. It's like you got too much, bro. Pick pick one. Nah, he wants all of it. All right, well, let's jump into the Elseworlds crossover. Earth 90. I've traveled from there to warn you. Warn us about what? His name is Mar Novu, but he calls himself the Monitor now. He's been unleashing the Book of Destiny across the multiverse to test different Earths. Test them for what? A crisis. The world thinks that you're Oliver Queen and that I'm Barry Allen, and I would really like to know why. None of you can stop what's been set into motion. We're best off giving up now, because nothing you can do can alter what's about to happen. Hey, Mayor. 
90 seconds of seriousness. We could use some help. So, you want to tag along? Who are you? A friend. Show them what a real god can do. That's not Batman. Not afraid of you. Not impressed by you. Stop with these games and show yourself. You're a monster. No, I'm Superman. You guys have caused enough problems for one night. Hey, but hit you right in the back when we'll be out of the question. Get out. I have no notes, so it's not like I have a breakdown of um, each episode. But there were three episodes, the first song with The Flash, then into Arrow, and then into Supergirl. Um, like I mentioned before uh, in our commentary track, you were asking me if you need to watch anything from Supergirl to know what's happening in the crossover. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just literally one thing, which is the government wanted Supergirl to reveal her identity, but she wouldn't. And, you were and like, that doesn't even come up that much. It's like it's, one conversation that she has. It's the first conversation you see her having with Superman. With Superman, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> you don't have to watch any other. Because they know. Cause they must know. Most people watching this crossover are not watching Supergirl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the Arrow. I mean, even though the ratings for Supergirl, now that they moved in on Sunday, have been pretty, not like stellar. They're not great, but they they haven't really been that poor. Oh, okay. They haven't been poor. <laughs> that's the the bar we were trying to get past. Compared, Not poor. Compared to Legends. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Legends is nowhere to Nobody's found. watching that. Fuck. Well, Gary, Gary was in... Oh, the, yeah, Gary was in the Elseworlds. Yeah. Just for that one scene, he's like a bartender or he's something. He's a bartender, right? yeah. yeah. Um, Which I thought was... I was like, oh, so of all the Legends cameos, they got Gary? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see who the breakout character is in Legends. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Gary. So we're going to see Gary make a transition to the other shows. When They're Legends like, is canceled. People actually like him? Let's take him to Arrow. Or no, he'll fit on Flash. I'm only looking at you like this because I'm like, meanwhile, Wally West is somewhere like, damn, son, Gary, though? <laughs> Gary's more poor than I am. Wow, well, yeah. But yeah, the synopsis of this is just essentially that uh, the monitor is going from dimension to dimension. I think if people have seen the previews, the uh, it's a like a little mini trailer of the Flash, John Wesley's ship. Um, in the classic he was playing 90s. Barry Allen, yeah, classic Barry Allen. He's running from a destroyed Smallville esque reality. If you notice some of the dead bodies, like one of them is the Arrow from the Smallville universe. Um, but the Monitor is going from dimension to dimension to test the multiverse for a coming threat, crisis, a coming crisis. Yeah. Um, so he gives a book to a weirdo. <laughs> Just I don't know what he, a professor. I don't know what, what was he. I don't remember. Psychologist. He's like a psychiatrist. A weird dude. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of the guy, the villain from Green Lantern. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The big headed dude. Yeah. Hammond, I think his name was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, he gives him a book that's he's able to rewrite reality with, and <laughs> Oliver Queen wakes up in the bed of Barry Allen, and guess what? He is Barry Allen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like a weird... And I like the fact that they did make a meta... Like a lot of meta jokes about like... So is this like Freaky Friday rules? Or is this like Quantum, well, quantum Leap, Leap rules? Like, no, actually if it was Quantum Leap, then we look in the mirror, we look the same. <laughs> I like that. I like when they poke fun at their own like little fake meta science. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from there, I'm... The adventure begins. And it's Oliver Queen and Barry Allen have switched lives. And no one else knows like, that they've switched... So they have to go to Earth 38 to Supergirl, who 
for whatever reason, in that reality, she knows that they're it only, yeah, it only affected it only affected their Earth. Because remember, he's going yeah. to universe to universe, so he hasn't gone to Supergirl's universe. Mm-hmm. So she comes in and helps at first to help defeat Amazo. Um, I think in the next episode. What was the next episode? Oh, they go to Gotham. Which part of me, I was like, that was kind of quick. Like, Amazo's pretty fucking powerful, and they took him out pretty quickly. <laughs> I, that's the least of my complaints. <laughs> but this is also the big introduction to Batwoman, so in the second episode, they go to Gotham to get help from... Oh, because they, they're they trying to find the guy, and they notice that he met he, with... Yeah, he... he. Which, suddenly, Oliver Queen is the uh, a great artist... But oh, and knows how to use the super speed to to do the artist to do, yeah to do the art. Somehow, so, when you have speed force energy, you're just a great artist. You can you can just automatically speed draw. <laughs> so he yeah he he drew uh, the vision that he saw Cisco and she had you saw Wayne Tower in the back mm. and also very cute. I love the poking fun at Oliver's like uh, self esteem and his ego. It's like first of all, he thinks Batman is a myth. I'm like, how can you? Aren't you Oliver Queen? Shouldn't you know? Like, I'm the original vigilante. Yeah, I'm the original. Yeah. Like, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah son. <laughs> and, or the moment where um, uh, he sees Superman and he puffs his chest out. Yeah, are you puffing out your chest? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say um, the moment where they meet Kane. Kane what's her name? Kate Kane. Kate Kane. And, and he's like, Barry, who was, all, who was, you know, supposed to be Oliver Queen, He's like, I would never compare myself to Batman. He's so much cooler than I am. <laughs> and Oliver looks at him like, you fucking dick. <laughs> Just like that banter was awesome. Like, there's so many great cameos in that episode, or like well, Easter yeah, eggs. I, I mean, I, Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell have great chemistry together. They've grown. The, like, just like with the MCU, these actors have grown with the roles. Like they've now embodied the characters at the point where they they have it so down they can flip roles and they are believable. Like, Oliver trying to act more like Barry to access his Speed Force powers. Barry trying to act more like Oliver to channel his darkness. You have failed this city. That was so funny to hear Barry say that. <laughs> like, how do you feel about, first of all, how do you feel about that? The the, the body switching aspect of it and, like, what it, how, how they tied that into their character arcs for the seasons. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. But at the same time, it was like, how many times are we going to do this? Because, mm-hmm. like, they did it in a season. Remember in season three, it was all about, I need to stop being so dark and I need to smile more. Remember they changed the color palette for Arrow season three and everything was bright and they oh. decided to move. And Oh, yeah. So I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like, how many times are we going to go through this? Oliver, I need to be more light. I need to stop being so dark. They've been dealing with that since season one. But Do you think that was the lesson? I didn't think that was lesson. Like, I have to yeah, they do because maybe at, at the remember even at the end of the, at the end of the arc, it was like Oliver, are you smiling? And like he's like, yeah, I, am. I like, I you, like guys. you guys. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I don't think that was the the lesson for him wasn't to be more light. It was to I, first it was a mutual understanding of both of them. Like them switching lives made them both appreciate. They, yeah, they both understood because he was like because yeah because Oliver was like I always thought you had it easy. Yeah, but then he sees like like you've been through some shit. Especially I love when the uh the in the Batwoman episode the scarecrow toxin is loose and then it's cameo of Merlin and Eobard Thawne reverse flash. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. 
So it's Barry and Oliver fighting each other's arch nemesis. His, his, his. <laughs> yeah. Um, Muffy. Yeah. And then Batwoman. Oh, the way Batwoman jumped in. She sized the whole thing up and just jumped in between them with that cool fucking like throw flip thing. Yeah. That was fucking badass. It was. Are you excited for a Batwoman show after this? I am, but I'm not. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not overly excited. Like, I could still do without a Batwoman show. But damn if she wasn't fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, she she was definitely cool. Yes. Although, <laughs> it was weird. Like, that moment where she went on that elevator to get her suit, the Batcave or whatever, yeah. and she was making his face the whole way on the, mm. yeah, down on the elevator. Mm. I was like, the fuck is she scowling at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she had a very specific look. Yeah. She's a very intense face. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, but I thought it was really awesome. And it's just a small moment. But the fact that... Supergirl's cousin is Superman. She's the cousin to Batman. And at the end where they meet, and she's like, I feel like we'd be really great friends. Or we'd be a great team. She's like, world's finest. World's finest. Like, <laughs> she said it! I'm sorry. That one exchange, better than any exchange between Batman and Superman and BVS or Justice League. That's also because in BVS, just gonna throw it out. That's also because of BVS, they were more like, "I hate you, I hate you too, I hate Martha, you more. I love you, <laughs> super friends." <laughs> you kill people, I don't like killers. You kill people, I don't like killers. <laughs> so that's really what it wasn't like the Batman and Superman relationship we know, where they're best friends. Yeah, like you think about public. I don't know if you saw Batman Public oh, yeah. Enemy. Fuck yeah, I love that yeah, movie. but like there was a moment where uh, Batman. The was it wait was it Public Enemy? Public Enemies is the one with Batman and Superman on the run. Yeah, I know, but there was I, I'm not sure if it was Public Enemy, but there was a moment where Superman thought Batman was dead, and he like started like he started getting pissed off. He was like, "You killed my best friend." Was that Public? That's why I was like, "Was that Public Enemy or was that another?" But do you know what you know what moment I'm talking about? Right? It was a, it was definitely an animated. Who, who was, was it? Was it Metallo? I don't remember if it was Metallo or not. Like I need, I need more information. <laughs> I don't remember. If it was like I didn't even know who they were fighting. But, but there was, they were, they were fighting some. I don't remember. Fuck. But they were fighting somebody, and they, he thought, no, it was fucking uh, what? The movie with Toy Man, and Batman went up into space. No, it was Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah that was the end of Public when Enemy. He, yeah, when he went up to. Oh yeah. When he went he up to take out Lex Luthor. When he went out to take yeah. out the meteor. Yeah. That's right. Because Power Girl's titties. <laughs> now I remember. He's like, you killed my best friend. Yeah, he was fighting Luthor. Uh-huh. Now I remember. Yes, you're right. He fucked Luthor up. Oh, yeah. So there was none of, there's none of that relationship in like in BVS. Like, they're best friends. Yeah. Barry Allen and Oliver Queen exemplify the relationship more than they ever did in the movies. Uh-huh. Um, light in the dark. Um, so you can tell, yeah, if Kate Kane, going back to your point, it looked like if Kate Kane and Carl were around each other, it would be they would be best friends. I want to see that team up. I want to see that crossover. I want to see World's Finest on the CW. I'm down for that shit. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like taking this crossover in a vacuum, I enjoyed it. But I feel like for the greater universe, it it creates way more problems now. The greater CW universe? Yes. For the Arrowverse. Why? Now that you're saying, oh... Now Batman's in this world. We saw Oswald Cobblepot. Well, we saw Victor's ass. He's been missing. Yeah, he's been missing. All, yeah. But it's like, now that you're introducing all these things, and now you got Batwoman in the world, and supposedly Kara also knows of Bruce Wayne, but it's not this Bruce Wayne because she's not from this earth. It's yeah. like, it's create, you're creating more problems. But I'm hoping that's why this... Spoilers. Have we talked about spoilers yet? Have we said spoilers? But no, we didn't say spoilers. From this point on, we're just going to get into 
to spoil. I mean, we kind of are. We're going through details, so we're trying to spoiling. Well, kind of. We're not necessarily saying the episode. We're just saying the things that they introduced. Okay. Well, but, let's, from this point on, let's talk spoilers because at the end of this 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 crossover, they do reveal that the next crossover is going to be Crisis of Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. which is like. Wow, CW is tackling that when the fucking when movie should have yeah. been. <laughs> but I mean, this is—I think this is the opportunity to collapse all these dimensions into one. If they're gonna ever do it, I have to assume this is the reason why they're going to do Crisis of Multi- Infinite Earths. Yeah, you could say that, but at the same time, you, you said the same. We thought the same thing about Flashpoint. We thought the same thing about all but these this, other moments. This isn't like Flashpoint. And then on top of that, it, it kind of makes it. It almost seems like it's a little too little too late because we know Arrow is winding. Like Arrow's not going to be around compared to all the other shows. Like Arrow's about to get into season eight, and not, like I doubt it's going to still maybe maybe even next season might be the last season. So like yeah. you're going to merge the universe when Arrow's pretty much going to be done. But then we'll have all these other shows like Batwoman and shit, and maybe even Black Light. This is your opportunity to bring in Black Lightning. They're, they're not going to do. I know they're probably not. But like, like he is, wasn't even a part of this crossover. <laughs> but this is your opportunity to do it, and it's more than just Flashpoint because this is actually a crossover event. So if you're ever gonna merge the universes and have a reason to, this feel this Elseworlds thing feels like dipping your toe into that. And then they this, they and I mean I get it from a logistic standpoint. The reason they say they 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 don't want to have Black Lightning involved is because all those shows like Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow, and eventually Batwoman, they shoot in Vancouver. Mm. Black Lightning, it's the black show. It shoots in Atlanta, mm. so it's harder to get them together when they're like on opposite ends of the I don't give a fuck you better make it happen <laughs> but yeah but I was also I'm, like, I'm not gonna give a fuck about Black Lightning if it's not part of the universe but I was like you don't even need the whole cast of Black Lightning just Black just, Lightning just fly just have Black Lightning and his kids yeah they're, they're the superheroes so have them go to like the Flash and Arrow and all the other stuff just for the crossover fuck it make it happen Make him relevant. <laughs> Make Black Lightning relevant again. Yeah, just like in Supergirl, you didn't have. There was no um, Lena. Lena wasn't in the show. Nah, fucking Dreamer, uh, Niall, Nia, whatever her name is, she wasn't in it. But it was still a Supergirl crossover. You just had like a couple characters from Supergirl. You could do the same thing with Black Lightning. Agreed. Um, and then like the last episode was basically the come. Oh, forget the last episode. But yeah, Superman is a, definitely a jobber. Going to what you see. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. I hated that. Let's talk about the ending of for this whatever reason. Crossover. For whatever reason, the CW fuck uh, they hate Superman, and that's why I was like, I am excited about Batwoman, but I'm not because they're gonna do the same thing to Batwoman, Batman. to Batman. Yeah, and they have to if your if your flagship character for these series is the Batgirl or the Super or the Batwoman, like you know what I mean, or Supergirl or Batwoman. I mean, like if you have those male counterparts around, you have to make them jobbers. But do you? And if like, you don't know what jobber do, means, jobber is a wrestling term. That's that's the person that's Yes, Jordan taught me it last week. Yeah. Jobbers means a person like in wrestling that is paid to lose. Like you're the loser. Oh, not last week for, for the Patreon episode. It's the commentary track. Yeah. If, if you're, you losing makes the other person look good. So in this case, Superman constantly getting his ass whooped, constantly being useless, <laughs> makes Supergirl look better. It makes her look more... Integral. But it's like you don't even have to do all of that because you think about the comics. Superman exists, Supergirl exists, Wonder Woman exists, and Superman exists. You can make Superman still iconic without diminishing but, Wonder Woman's power. You can have Batman exist without diminishing Green Arrow. But in the CW verse, one has a show that they gotta keep pushing, <laughs> keep pushing uh, audience to where one doesn't. So it's like we gotta make it. We gotta make people know that Supergirl is better, so people watch her show. But I'm saying you could still make Supergirl like give her just give her another reason to exist I without saying 
Superman is trash, more or less. Like to the point that Superman himself, which this you pissed are me off. Than this me. pissed me off like <laughs> so much when they said not not just the fact that you really are stronger than Mikara. Uh, I, I I I never realized until I see you in action. Not even just that, but the fact that fucking Superman. Superman said the world doesn't need, need me, me so long as you are here. Uh, what the fuck? What Superman cuts and runs like that? To go to Argo that's the thing. I was, we're like talking around, but yes, Superman has been off world. He's been in Argos, apparently knocking up Lois Lane. And guess what the excuse is now? Hey, we're back for like what five minutes? We're going right back to Argos and we're never coming back. Like it is to say we're probably never coming back. It's like I can see the writers going, we're never bringing Superman back. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like, why why do that? Why go out of your way to diminish Superman like that? He doesn't have to leave forever. Like, he could still exist in the world without him having to go to another planet and raise his, his Kryptonian kid now on Earth. He's an Earthling. Superman is first and foremost an Earthling. He would never just leave Earth like that. Leave Metropolis. Yes. Unguarded. Yes. Like what the and fuck? Apparently, Ma like, Kent's still alive. Y- y- right? Like they talk about Ma Kent and the yeah, farm. Yeah, they talk. Yeah, they talk about making the farm for his mother. So you're just gonna leave your mother forever? Yeah, like that's not Superman at all. Like yeah, okay, if Lo- Lois getting pregnant, maybe you need to go somewhere like nine that. Nine months. Okay, sure, that would make sense. But yes. then the fact that he alluded to so, oh, so you're going for nine months, and he maybe, was like, maybe, maybe more. more. Yeah, it's like after getting his ass whooped too. He got his ass like he did nothing. He did nothing in his cross like. Speaking of like talking about uh, with Spider Verse, he's like, oh, if you take these characters out, no, if Superman, like, there was no reason for Superman to be in this crossover. No, he even his fake Superman counterpart whooped his ass. The dude who that wished, got his power, that got his powers five minutes ago. Yeah, who wished to be Superman, the real Superman could not beat him in a straight fight. Meanwhile, Carl just gave him one fucking laser blast and he was out. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And it was it fucked me I'm up. I'm like, why do y'all hate second, Super, Why do y'all hate Superman but so much? For a much? second, it was so cool when they went. It felt like injustice when they went to Superman, who was in the Fortress of Solitude, and they portal back to to fight the the black black suit Superman, and they start that cool like Man of Steel fight in the air, like fighting through buildings and shit. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you realize. Wait, Superman's losing. What's <laughs> happening? Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. Oh my God, I was. Now so he pissed. had to be saved by Lois and by uh, Lois and Brainy. Okay, but that was another moment that I was like, "This is fucking awesome." When Martian Manhunter and Brainiac portal through, and it's Superman, Martian Manhunter, and Brainiac in the line together, I was like, "Oh, it's like the Justice League." <laughs> and again, Brainiac is a badass. I don't. Yes, Brainiac. He beat Mazo by he himself. By himself. <laughs> What? Granted, we didn't get to see it, but <laughs> but the fact that he was just like, he, yeah. oh, a robot with the powers of Superman. This will be a fun challenge. And then he, he flies to the air. I'm like, yo, Brainiac, you need to have your own show. <laughs> he does. He's the best part of Supergirl, and now he's like one of the best parts of the crossover. Fucking crazy. Marsh Manor didn't do shit. No, he didn't do shit. It and was then, weird. Yeah, the fire. fire. Yeah, I was like, I was like, do you not know what Marsh Manor works? I, yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, Marsh. <laughs> I'll defend the civilians and like a, a and I'll protect fire. them from fire yeah, he, like, he defends like, the fire I'm like that's not that's his weakness he should be like oh, oh, oh. yeah <laughs> fuck that was dumb it was very dumb <laughs> you know, okay I'll say this I love the crossover until the very end I feel like they didn't stick the landing 
like the wrap up. So what we're all compl- what we're complaining about right now, basically, all wow. the Superman being trashed parts. Which, which funny the enough, Martian Manhunter, which funny what? enough, Fire, it, what? Which funny enough, it was a Supergirl episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh no! Oh baby, no! <laughs> what is you doing? <laughs> That's true. Hell yeah! Fuck. Supergirl, man, you've dropping the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a very fucking true. Damn, son. And then, like, granted, I, I, cause, like, like I said, cause I don't want to make it seem like we're just complaining about the whole thing. I did enjoy the episode, but I got to get my complaints out the way. Like, okay, before we get off the complaints, then I've got one more. Well, no, I still got more. <laughs> cause I don't want to be negative, but I got some more. That's why I was like, I got to get through these out the way. All right, like, all right, all right, all just right. the fact that. Right, wait, wait, let's play tic tac toe. Ready? Here's here's one of my major ones. John Wesley ship. As the Flash, what the fuck happened? No purpose. None. the The moment that they've teased the fuck out of in social media, that lineup. Yeah, they were, teased, they were of, teasing the fuck out of, of it. Barry, Oliver, Kara, and John Wesley Ship's Flash in a line facing the anti monitor. Nothing happened. He got he, he got snapped away instantly. instantly. No fight. No nothing. He basically was like, "I'm Barry Allen." Oh, one cool thing he did. We, John. John. Like, you're oh, not wearing your you're, ring. I was like, oh, John Diggle Stewart. <laughs> Confirmed. That's awesome. But then when he has an opportunity to actually do something, and it's like from that scene you get introduced, they go right to the fight. They do a BVS moment with him where they introduce him coming through a, from a, through a portal. Oh, yeah. Am I too early? <laughs> yeah, he didn't do all that, but still. Yeah. It's definitely a BVS You got to get the book, rewrite reality. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was like, wait. So why the fuck did they have all that? Why did they tease all this John Wesley ship as the Flash shit? Like, to do nothing. To Not do even absolutely one fight. nothing. Give him one fight. One. Have him fight and lose even. But give him a fight. You didn't even let him fight. Yeah. He barely had that many scenes. He had one. The, well, two. The scene where he runs away from the, the monitor in his dimension got destroyed. Mm-hmm. So he's gone forever, I guess. And then when he shows up and has that one conversation with the group before they go fight the monitor again, and then he dies instantly. I guess dies. They don't really. Well, say I don't what think happens. he died. They don't even say. They don't say what happens, and they don't follow up. He, maybe he got sent back to his Earth because that looks destroyed. like it. Look, well, it's not destroyed. Like li- it's not literally destroyed. It's just, just all superheroes are dead. Yeah, that's fucked. Kind of like uh, the Earth Two where Val Zod comes from. Okay, like their Earth's not destroyed. It's just the superheroes are dead and. Okay, all right, that might make... But still, fuck, what, what, what? <laughs> so I was waiting to like, for the last episode to be like, maybe he's going to come back. Like, maybe he's going to come back for the last fight. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So I was like, what the fuck was the point? Really disappointing. Just just to sell it, more or less. Oh, you're going to bring back the 90s Flash. But like, when you have... You made a suit for him. Like, why would you do all that work to do nothing with him? Agreed. I don't know, that hurt me. Right, what else were your complaints? I was going to say, like... And it's it's more Superman stuff. Like, this is the first, and and it's just problematic because you prop up Supergirl so much, and also the fact that because there is no Superman and Supergirl on Earth One, and they all live in another Earth, 
it's like for a comic book fan, this is like the first moment we get to see like the Flash meets Superman, yeah. Arrow meets Superman, all these characters meeting Superman. Yeah. And it's like nobody cares, really. Like so really? even even that moment where it's like, are you propping up your chest? He's like, yeah. And it's like, but why though? You don't know who this guy is. You don't know anything about the legend of Superman. You don't know anything we about- You have to assume that they've told them stories. I, but it's like, but, but stories are different than like knowing about who he like wanted to live up don't to this. Don't take this away from me. I like that moment, okay? <laughs> You, I get what you're saying. No, I I agree with you. What you're saying, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm making excuses for like considering Superman is the first superhero, the one that started. The, yeah. Like he inspired all these other heroes. Like when so when he died, like all, all these heroes came out yeah. to mourn their hero. Kind of like All Might. Yeah. Like where the perfect uh, when after he fought uh, fucking uh, all for one. What are you talking about? All, all Might. No, not not All for One. After he fought Nomu. Nomu? Oh, yeah, Nomu. The first time is Cementos came and, like, after he uh, deflated. Oh, yeah, he told them, like, you were my hero, yeah, too. Yeah, you're my hero, too. Yeah. Like, that's Superman. Yeah. But you don't... But you don't get that in this. Because, but it's it's how they set up these worlds. Like, because they made Superman not part of every universe. Even how it ended, where uh, Cisco was like, my favorite Kryptonian, talking about Kara. Oh, that hurt. Oh, I forgot about that line. Yeah, talking about Kara. And it's like... First of all, that's kind of racist. Like, you know what I'm saying? If it was, like, my favorite black person, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, oh, Kryptonian, ha, ha, Yeah, but it's it's white people. This is not racist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if you substituted that with any race, you'd be like, it's kind of racist. This <laughs> my favorite Kryptonian. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. And then even she goes, I'll see you later. Your favorite Kryptonian. It's like, they, they just super, Superman. Hammering it in. <laughs> you got to like Supergirl. You got to like Supergirl. And it's like, and it's not to like say, less. yeah, that, it's not to say I have a problem. Like, I like Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. Me too. But, oh, that's actually one of my favorite moments in the crossover that made me cry. What? Can you guess what it is? I don't think you can. Because I was like, what the, f- where is this coming from? I don't understand this. I'm going to give you a guess. Because we're, we're, we're best buddies. So, are we? <laughs> what, what made me cry? Think about, think about, it was, this, it was the last episode. Right. Was it was it with yeah? You saying it's with Supergirl? I'm not gonna narrow it down for you. It's just in the last episode. Is it the Alex stuff? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the conversation between yeah. Kara and Alex when she's trying to convince Alex of like to helping her, and she's telling, and it's kind of like again the multiverse stuff with the. Uh, uh, Peter Parker in the Spider-Verse seeing the perfect version of himself in the ultimate version. Like, her telling this woman, like, I know you. You don't know that. You don't know that I know you. But in my world, like, we're sisters. And in my world, you're like this. You're that same person. You're still good in both worlds. But you can be so much more. And I think, I think what made me cry... But it also kind of confirms that there, there's an Alex in this world, in, in the Flash's Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the way they explained it was so bullshit. It's like, oh, I guess the universe likes to play games. Because huh? not like that guy knew Kara was related to Alex in her world. It was just a weird bullshit coincidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, her com- their conversation. And Alex, like, when Al- Alex teared up, like, going like, wow, she, she sounds really amazing. And she's like, yeah, she is. I'm lucky to be her sister. Like, I don't know... I have a thing. Maybe it was like the empathy of like just the idea of someone basically telling you what your potential is, and you knowing deep down that you have that that capacity, 
but you just don't act on it. You know what I mean? Like someone telling you that you can be better and you know you can be, but you just you just aren't. So it's like that that moment of like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to believe myself and I can do this because this is who I am. So, I don't know. What- so Jordan, you're trash right now, but you could be better. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like that their conversation got me. Like I was I was legit crying, but it ended up like when Alex was like, "All right, I'm going to help you." I was like, "Oh, sisters." <laughs> did you feel anything for that? Did you did you care at all? No. <laughs> oh man, really nothing? Not even a little bit. I mean, her, her, like, and her being lesbian, even in that world, but not admitting it to herself, but then knowing that, like, there's a world where she is real herself and she has everything she wants because she has the courage to try and, like, to, to reach out and grab it. Yeah, like, that's, but, and at the end of the day, though, like, I know ultimately it doesn't mean anything because all of this is getting erased. Once the episode is over, yeah, I know. so it's not like a Spider Verse situation where like that's gonna carry over. That's a little different. Like this conversation, like Alex of once we go back to the next episode, that's also my big problem with the with the crossovers in general. No lasting impact. No lasting impact. It's gonna be back to business in the next episode. Well, I mean, but this crossover leads into a very impactful thing. But crisis, crisis, crisis is not gonna come until next season. Oh yeah, no. I so know. it's gonna be the next crossover, but it's not. I'm talking about the very next episode. But now there's continuity within crossovers. You know what I'm saying? Because this is like a prelude to that. I mean, technically, there's continuity in crossovers before. Because uh, what's his face stayed behind? Uh, Citizen Cold. Did he? He went to legends. He, he really? went. He went to legends. But did he really? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that was no. Con- he was. He was there for like one episode, to give advice, and then left. There was no point. Well, he was. He was on the Flash for like one episode, and oh, then so he went. Then he went over to legends. So stupid. And he was there for legends for a little. He was there for legends on a, little, a couple episodes, and then so, he left. So stupid. <laughs> this is definitely more continuity than that. Yeah, it's more continuity, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how much of it's. I don't know how much it's gonna cross over into like say the next episode of Arrow. How much I mean, it's gonna I agree mean. With that. But I just feel like it was more about proving how deep their connection as sisters was. And like, yeah, it's not going to have any impact on like the Alex and her, you know, in their own show because it's not the same Alex. But it just reaffirmed. I feel like that conversation reaffirmed their connection in Supergirl's world. Like that shows you how strong their bond is as sisters. Because even when they're not sisters, like they still have that connection. I, I, I can't pinpoint what made me so emotional, but it was something in that conversation. I was just like, oh, oh, oh my God, I love this. But and even then, not, not, even though you're t- like, as you're talking, I'm like, actually, why is it that they could do that with Alex, but they can't do it with Superman? Like, it just goes to show, like, you can still have Supergirl being like the strongest, you know, woman in the world without diminishing the strength of Alex. Yeah, like she's still po- she's still powerful in her own right. So why is it that you can't do that by doing like showing Superman, but still showing that Supergirl is still powerful in her own right without having to diminish Superman to prop her up? It's the same problem that the CW has about everything. Because girls handle things better in a crisis. Oh, I hated that line too. <laughs> um, it's the, it's it's heavy handed. They just don't know how to be subtle with it. They they have to go overboard with trying to prove to you that Supergirl is worth your time. But it's like. Just like with Captain Marvel and there, her becomes a hero. It's like they try to oversell it. And that really creates the resistance against it. Because people are like, like, like how we're getting mad right now? 
That's how the angry fanboys get mad, but even more so because they'll they actually will blast people on Twitter and shit. We don't do that, <laughs> no. but you know that's where it comes from. Um, and also, those people don't want to see. They don't want a woman. They're like, oh, why do I have a woman superhero? Why can't I just get the man? No, I want Supergirl. Yeah, but I just don't want Supergirl at the. At I don't the want expense at of the Superman. expense of Superman. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think that was my favorite moment of the entire crossover. Actually, the Alex conversation. Fuck that! I'm crying about a girl figuring out that she's actually a lesbian, and you're like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, no, my favorite moment. She covered herself. <laughs> my favorite moment was like, but it was it was a small moment, but like where, <laughs> where uh, Oliver was talking to Barry, and he was just saying, yeah, I woke up in your place. He was like, oh, yeah. He's like, wait, you woke up in bed with Iris? We gotta change. Like he, we gotta fix this. At first, yeah, at first it was like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm enjoying being the Green yeah, Arrow. Like, come on, it's a little fun. He's yeah. like, no, it's not. Can we fix this, please? Yeah. And he's like, but I woke up in bed with your wife. We have to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> but even that was so. Like, but the way they interwove, I think the strength of this crossover was how they interwove the storyline into the overarching issues that Barry and Oliver have in their own stories. So even the moment with uh, Barry and Oliver, or not Barry and Oliver, uh, Barry and Iris. Where he's trying to tell Oliver, Oliver and Iris. No, no, Barry and, Al- and Iris. Where Barry convinces You mean her, like actual Barry? Actual or, Barry. Yeah. When he convinces... So, uh, Oliver. I- <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he convinces Iris that he's actually Barry Allen and not Oliver Queen. With the lightning rod speech. That mm. was fucking good. Just tell her you're my lightning rod. It I'm always works. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I love that. And then the reverse, when they go to uh, Star City and Feliz, they don't tell Felicity at first that they switch bodies. And she's like, wait, Iris knew there was a difference? I, I didn't notice. And they're like, and that was kind of a lie. It was like, she didn't notice either. It wasn't until Barry gave her a big speech that she noticed. But they were like, yeah, we have more, more experience with multiverse stuff. So, you know, she has more of a reason to be able to see through. I mean, she kind of noticed. She was like, you seem off this morning. Oh, Iris? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He was, but he was acting very weird. He was like, "This is the way." And I thought that was brilliant. Uh, like, Stephen Amell's acting in the beginning of that first episode when he was like sitting there awkwardly, like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barry. What are you talking about, Barry Allen? What? <laughs> and the fact that he instantly thought he was like, "Barry, what did you?" Yes. do? Yes. He's like, "What oh, did what you did do?" Do <laughs> like this wasn't me this time. I swear. <laughs> I love it. I love moments like that. That's what makes like these. It makes these characters feel human. Like, it makes it believable, mm-hmm. unlike the DCEU. <laughs> you think about, because if, if, if John Stewart, if they, compl- if, if, if they confirm that he is like, I said John Stewart, John Diggle, like his name is actually Stewart, like oh John God. Stewart, because they're saying he's a Green Lantern. Are you, are you suggesting that in the Crisis of Infinite Earths we'll see Green Lantern John? Hopefully, but that's not where I was going. Oh, I didn't even consider that, but okay, what you're saying? Where I was going to go is, you think it, it, it makes it even stupider that black lightning is not part of this universe because lynn she's john stewart's sister her name is lynn stewart really in black lightning it's lynn stewart that's yeah it's lynn stewart holy shit so just more reasons just more also is that why john has that weird affinity for a green arrow costume he wants to be green something something, (laughs) i just want to be green i don't know why (laughs) he's something green (laughs) so yeah it was just be if if they if they introduce John Stiggle John Stiggle John Stiggle I, I was saying I was saying Diggle and Stewart at the same yeah, time I like that but yeah, John Stiggle John Diggle as Stewart but then he doesn't have a sister because she's over in Black Lightning and those universes are unconnected it's just more it's, it's stupid especially considering that they keep 
uh, like peppering in these crossovers or not crossovers but these references in Black Light I'm not Vixen I'm not Supergirl so clearly they exist in these worlds yeah. or in that world but why don't they exist See, in this, that world if you was about Black Liberation this is what you should be campaigning about not Spider-Verse <laughs> well, no, I want Black that too. Lightning in these Black Liberation yeah I want that too but I mean it's already Black they're, they're all Black <laughs> yeah but he's being segregated <laughs> yeah he is he's being segregated definitely yeah um what was I gonna say what do you think do you think he tra- Oliver traded his life for Supergirl and Flashes cause he goes to the monitor and he tells like he has that big and bold impassioned speech I don't, I don't about, know if he traded his life cause he's still alive but I, right now he is but we don't know what's gonna happen in the next crossover you, you know how they do in stories because they did a thing where he, he was like, what should you have me trade in place of their lives? And they, they don't say. Like, the next time you see Oliver, he comes up with that. I don't even understand what he did. He had a anti-reality arrow? I don't... What was I don't that? I, I thought it was like a kryptonite arrow. Was it? Because it was green. But it hit the book, right? Yeah, it hit the book. But it looked like he was aiming for... I don't know. <laughs> like I didn't really understand it. I'm like, did the monitor give you an anti-reality arrow or something? And that was like the trade-off you make for maybe... Because he's the Batman of this universe. So that's a very Batman move. Until Batwoman shows up. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, that's a very Batman move to make a deal with God. To be like, save Superman. Save the people that give hope in place of Yeah, because I mean, uh, Batman does that with Darkseid. And it's, uh, public, I mean, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Yes. So you could, I could totally see... At some moment in Crisis of Infinite Earths, Monitor's going to roll up on Oliver and be like, the, the debt must be paid now. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's how Green Arrow ends. Oh, that's dark as fuck. Oh, my God. All right. Do you think it's going to be Superman carrying Supergirl's body, like classic Infinite Earths? Or do you think it's going to be like Crisis, uh, no, the new Crisis? They're going to get with, rid of fucking Superman. <laughs> I think it's gonna be one of two things. Either they're gonna recreate that image of Superman holding Supergirl, like in the original. Because I mean, they already Earth. did. They already did that. They already did that in like season two of Supergirl, where they had. Oh, they did. Where they fought uh, Metallo. They did do that. So nobody the, remembers that. More than likely, they're gonna reverse it. Nobody remembers that. Or here's my other option: uh, Oliver Queen in place of Batman. And what was it called? I, but that crisis? was that was yeah, that was Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Yeah. I I I just feel like that was the setup for Oliver Queen dying. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths was the Supergram, Superman holding Supergirl. Yeah, so I feel like if they do it the other way and it's, Oliver yeah, sacrifices a, himself, well, I, I feel like it's gonna be a flip. They're gonna have Kara hold hold Clark because again, Superman is a piece of shit in this universe. <laughs> I'll save the day. Ugh, I got hit with the which is interesting. <laughs> which is interesting too because now that now now that they're introducing Batwoman, like Batwoman and Arrow and all, they're all on the same Earth. Yeah, it's not like they went to a different Earth to find Batwoman. No, but yeah, Superman's over. Superman and Supergirl over here. Well, by the time the crisis starts, they're all going to be in the same place anyway. We hope. I assume it's a crisis. Why would they fuck not be in the same place together? <laughs> all right, I can also see Superman holding Green Arrow's corpse, like Omega beamed corpse or something. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. But it's but it's definitely got to get into the uh, the whole thing with the Flash disappearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. That that, that literally in the even newspaper says disappears happened, in crisis. Yeah. Even though that happened in twenty twenty four. Well, everything timeline's been changed. So it might happen sooner. Yeah. Um. Uh, even the red skies thing that happened in Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. Better looking red up. sky than Justice League. <laughs> I 
Actually, yes. Fucking sad. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you want to talk about? Since I said Nora wasn't in this episode. She's busy talking to Reverse Flash <laughs> in the future. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't even mention her. There's too much shit going around in it, happening anyway. There wasn't enough time. I liked, I liked um, Gangster Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It seemed like in every other universe, he's bad. Even in uh, Earth 2, he was bad. He, he When he was... uh Yeah, it's kind of a dick in Flashpoint, too. I forgot what his name was in Earth 2. It wasn't Reverb. Vibe. Yeah, Reverb. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I like when they became the Trigger Twins, Oliver and Barry. That mm-hmm. was cute. <laughs> they got their, I love when they got their ass whooped by... um uh What was it? It was uh, Evil Diggle... Uh, Killer uh, Frost, Jimmy, Jimmy, and J- I, yeah, I like Evil Jimmy. That was great. But when Oliver gets like pushed into the elevator and gets so like, beat up, and then when everybody changes back into their original like costumes and like selves, and the uh, elevator door opens and he walks out with Green Arrow, I was like, ah, it's awesome. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, even uh, like, Barry's suit's growing on me. It's just a cow. It, the, but even that's gotten a little bit better. They have changed it. If you notice, like the. The, the part on his cheeks comes down further now to fill more of his face. It's very small changes, but I didn't notice them. I don't... It's, it's better, but it ain't great. <laughs> it could still be better, but I don't hate it as much as I did when they first introduced it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, a suit to me looks the same. It's just a cow. Yeah, no, the suits, I think, is basically the same. It's just the, the fit of the cow. But they do small adjustments like that every season, even when he had the original suit. Actually, I think every suit got adjusted throughout the season. Remember when Kid Flash got his suit adjusted? Yeah, because he had no neck. <laughs> he had zero neck. <laughs> Gave him a man a neck and then didn't do nothing with him. Like Kingpin. Give him a, give him a neck. <laughs> no, I like Kingpin with no neck. Uh, was there anything else in the crossover you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. Can't think of anything right now. Fuck Supergirl. <laughs> wow. This is the else world. Not even the character. Like, not, ca- not even the kid. Not the character. Not the cat. Like I said, I like Melissa Benoist's Supergirl, sure. but like what they keep doing with Superman. But for you of all people to say that, it, we've come so far. <laughs> come very far. When you first showed up on the podcast, like you were all about like, yeah, Supergirl, bro. You in Supergirl? I'm like, I was. Uh, it kind of burned me. Nah, I get back into it. You're trash. And now flash forward to now, fuck Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, you're, you're Titans dark. <laughs> fuck Batman. I am. And on that note, let's talk about this week's episode of Titans, uh, titled Coriander. Cory? Asshole. You're her. Coriander? You're getting your memories back. Nothing makes sense. I can't make order. It's anything. The answer is in here. Bad things happen to people around me. There's something wrong with this place. The darkness inside me. The thing that wants to hurt people, except for my father. The synopsis being basically, Starfire finds out her alien origins, mm-hmm. and oh, she's starting to find out because yeah, she, stuff she doesn't know. Yeah, she remember everything, but they at least find her alien spaceship, and they find out enough to know that Raven is the bringer of doom. Which is still weird, because even in the flashbacks, like she still looks like a prostitute. That weird wig. <laughs> With the weird, yeah, and the lipstick. I don't. Even though she's in a spaceship flying like to it. Earth, I don't like it. Why does she still look 
Why does she look human? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's not good. But I, I did like at least at least if you're gonna do it, like if you don't want to spend the money on the makeup, at least in that one flashback, have her look like with the orange and the the hair. Oh fuck! Wait, what's the rain for Elseworlds? Oh, um, I'm gonna have more than passable. I'm with that. It would have been perfect vision until that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it all fell apart after that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so back to Titans. Um, uh, and then aside from the Starfire origins, we finally get introduction to Trigon. Who I, I said it was going to happen. It's a dude. He's going to be a regular dude. A fucking dude. <laughs> and when she's pulling out his arm and look like a monster arm for a second, I'm like, oh! And then he pulls it out to a guy. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, for a second, I thought it was the same guy from the, the Rainbow Dad from Runaways or what's his name? The Demon from Charmed. You talking about uh, Julian McMahon? Yeah, thought he's gonna be in another show from Nip Tuck. That guy. Yeah, I don't know why. When, when I see evil dude in like an evil demon in a suit, I think him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when he Trigon came out, he was looking like a kind of, you know, smug asshole in a suit. I was like, oh no, it's not that guy. Never so mind. So all vampire Spike. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I don't. I this episode was all right. How'd you feel about it? I like I'm I like the <laughs> <I liked> uh, <laughs> what was that? Well no, I did like this episode. It wasn't as good as last week's, but I think it was better. It was better than alright. It was alright. It made me curious to see what what like what what do they do? Cause cause in the comics they may cause in this one they spoilers, we're gonna talk spoilers from there. Fuck non spoiler review. But <laughs> yeah, in the comics Rachel's mother, Angela, is not a villain. She went to Azeroth Damn. to escape Trigon. But in this, she's she, all about it. She's she, all about she she's all about devil. that demon dick. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious of what they're gonna do with that. The one thing I like though about that is just because it felt like that's why we had that weird psycho family in the beginning. It was to parallel this. Like a dysfunctional evil family. That's basically what Trigon, the mother and, and Raven are right now. That's but at the same it. time, it's like we've but we got that already. Yeah. I Why know. do we need another one? I don't know. I don't I don't honestly I was very disappointed with the Trigon reveal. I mean, I knew you said that the guy was casted as Trigon and we kinda expected cast. this to happen. Cast as Trigon. <laughs> and I, we were kind of expecting this, but still, I'm just like He's the guy. Okay. <laughs> and not even just that, I'm like, so we're introducing Trigon already? It's kinda quick. And isn't the next episode the finale? The next episode is the finale, and it looks way different, it's disjointed it's, and disconnected from what we're getting in this like, episode. Like, how do you unless go, it's like a dream sequence? Nah, it's just how do you heel turn from the ultimate evil being? And also, that was another thing: the, the ultimate evil for all this buildup to try to prevent Trigon from appearing or whatever, to prevent her father from coming through from to this dimension. I felt like when it actually happened, it was super unceremonious. It just, it just happened. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a mirror here and Beast Boy's dying. Uh, you should revive him. Oh, now you're evil. Yeah, you can't do oh, it. Open the mirror. There you go. You're not strong enough, but your father is. Yep. It's like, that's all it took to bring him back. Exactly. And he's like, okay, he's pull him through. And he's here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for Trigon's resurrection, it felt like just an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, now he's alive. Anyway. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was, it was way too easy. I guess I'm thinking back to the Teen Titans cartoon where it was like, there was a lot of buildup to that. And when it happened, the world ended. This is just like, hey, I'm here. So, uh, yeah. 
I'm your father. <laughs> and it's also because they, like, all the other times, not even just the Teen Titans cartoon, but even the, uh, what cartoon movie that they introduced? I think it was like, was oh, it? Teen Titans vs. Justice League. Yeah, Teen Titans vs. Justice League. And they had Trigon show up. Mm-hmm. It, was an, it was an event. And that's also because they had Trigon look like how he actually fucking looks. Yeah, giant like a sky, Yeah, giant skyscraper-like dude with fucking three sets of eyes. How did he fuck his mom? How did, she, how did he fuck her mom? He probably took a human form. Oh. Maybe it, his dick isn't proportionate. <laughs> it's like a tiny human dick. Yeah, maybe he has a tiny dick. <laughs> So if anybody if anybody knows who like who drew Trigon that listens to this podcast, let us know. Everybody knows. <laughs> um, is anything else in this episode? Wonder Girl fighting Starfire for a hot sec was kind of cool with the lasso. It's like maybe because I'm thinking about Game of Thrones where they say you know the Targaryens are dragons and you know dragons are huge. I'm like maybe dragons have tiny human dicks. Tiny human dicks. <laughs> that's how they that's how they mate with humans. Makes sense to make. Them immune to fire and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's a solid theory. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, yeah, is that? I, I got nothing else. I, I, not, I don't really have much to say about this episode. Like, uh, I don't know. It was cool seeing Donna Troy's lasso. That's what I was saying. Like that fight with Starfire. You cool. know, I wonder what because her lasso was also golden as well. But I know in the comics, Donna Troy's lasso is silver because it's not the lasso of truth. It's the lasso of persuasion. The fuck is the difference? The lasso of truth makes you tell the truth. Uh, the lasso of persuasion is uh, you do whatever I tell you to do. Oh, well, I feel like persuasion is way better because you can also make them tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> like, so long, so long as you're, so long as, so long as uh, her will, like Donna Troy's willpower, is stronger than the will of the person that she's lassoing, then she can make them do mm, whatever okay. they want. Whatever she wants, rather. It's like what's what's happening? Beast Boy having to melt down because he's seeing visions. But I didn't of- get. I didn't get. Those visions of the guy he killed. Well, no, I got that. I'm saying I didn't get the whole fucking sickness that happened to it. Like, where the fuck did that come from? That has from? to be Trigon, right? It has to, or the mom, or something. Something. But I don't know. I can't. I don't. But I'm like. But the point is, like, they make it seem like Trigon has no power over this dimension. That's why he needs Raven. It had to be something the mom did then. Something because it was too random. For yeah, just it, to it has to be something that she did. But at the same time, we didn't. We don't. We didn't see her do anything. Like, did you expect her to kill that guy? No. Yeah. Because like, like I mentioned, in the comics, she's not a villain. Yeah. So I didn't expect her to be a villain. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I initially I was like, oh, shit, that guy's going to fuck them over and like tell the yeah, cops Yeah, at first there. I thought, because I, I, I didn't remember, even though I mentioned uh, Trigon was cast, I don't remember who it was. So I was like, wait, is that Trigon? <laughs> and I was like, but no, how was he here? <laughs> and a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the rest of it was just the Coriander stuff. There wasn't much to this episode. Not all happened. No. What would you rate it? I got a high passable. What makes it a high? I'm just curious. Um, I liked seeing... Look, they're trying to justify his rating. <laughs> He's like, what did I like? What was something good? <laughs> but no, I like, like, like small moments, like the fight between uh, Corey and Donna Troy, Nothing. and then like... What Corey was, she was like, uh, Donna Troy was like, or she, Corey was like, who are you? She was like, I'm the girl that knocked you out. And Corey was like, I bet you can't do that shit again. <laughs> I was like, yes, bitch. 
she whooped her ass pretty fast. She did. It was like two punch, like two hits. But it's also because she was brainwashed, so she wasn't in her she wasn't in her full you know capacity. Yeah, she, yeah sure. <laughs> so still, that was that was cool. I like seeing uh, like the conversation that her and Dick like. It's just it was just like small moments. Okay, I'm or, not- even, or even like the. Uh, where the, the the mother killed the the uh the cop the guy cop, like that surprise. was unexpected. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I'm a, yeah. I, I was debating between a passable and a high passable. I just wanted to hear what your, your your opinion was. Maybe you could sway me. I'll give it a high passable. You convince me. <laughs> but it's just it, I guess maybe it just pales in comparison to last week's episode. Maybe that's also why I'm just kind of like. Eh. And the ship, the ship didn't look like the CGI for the ship didn't look as bad as (laughs) I thought Donna was going to make a comment about like, oh, I've got an invisible ship or like my, you know, I have, I I know somebody has an invisible ship too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they didn't. No. So, but I am very looking forward. Yeah. Now, now it makes sense to why Raven or Starfire is going after Raven, why she wants to kill. Just like, if you don't die, my world. It's gonna suffer because of your father. Yeah, I kind of assume that though. It's not really a surprise. No, it's not a surprise, but we didn't know for sure. For sure. Uh, I was gonna say. Oh, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. Robin going back to Batman and them having like a confrontation. Yeah, me too. But I'm dope. still curious how we get there. Like, how do we get there? I thought he was already killing. Now apparently Jim Gordon's dead, and he's got to kill the. He's gonna kill the Joker. Like the fuck is this? Like the killing joke happened? Is that what I'm trying to? Say? Is that why? Jason Todd was in a wheelchair. Is he paralyzed or just he's hurt? I hope they don't go that route. Make Jason Todd the Batgirl. I don't know. I don't know. Jim Gordon's dead, apparently. That's why he's going to kill Joker. So that's why I'm like, I hope it's maybe like a brainwash thing. Like, because you saw the last moment you saw was Dick Grayson going into Trigon's in the house. Yeah. And there's this little, like, for whatever reason, uh, force field. I thought the force that field surrounded kept, it, but kept it kept all the powers yeah. out. Do you think because Donald was like, why is that dick could go in but we couldn't? Do you think it's because Trigon wanted him to come in, or do you think it was just like yeah, because they had powers? She said something about he said they're coming. Well, not even just that, but she said she'll join us after she goes through heartbreak or whatever the yeah. case may be. And who are the two people that she feels the most fondest of? Uh, dick and Beast Boy. So you think he's gonna try so and they're kill both in, one? In they're front both of in the house. So probably gonna try to kill both of them. Interesting. So I'm thinking maybe it's some type of mind shit that's going on. So it's not he's not really going after Batman. Batman's really not a killer. He's not really going after or Jim Gordon's really not in a wheelchair or whatever the fuck is. I hope not. Only because I, I make it something of consequence. Don't make it a dream episode. I want to be real. Because <laughs> I'm just like this is c- c- yeah going to my point. I'm like how do we get from that to this? Like it seems like a huge leap. To go from the end of Trigon, and now he's like leaving and going back. He has to go back to Gotham. Yeah, it's weird. But I find guess we'll find, we'll find out. All right. And with that, um, I got it. Unfortunately, I can't read emails because I actually have to get out of here very soon. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> but so let's jump right into news of the week, and I will save emails for next week. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Alright, so trailers. We can move real quick. I mean, since it's pretty early, two days in a week, it's not. A whole, 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 whole lot of news. A whole, whole, whole lot of news. I mean, it's almost Christmas time. 
Uh, but yeah, we could talk about the uh, the well, we already did talk about the trailer for Batman versus Robin, so I could skip that because <laughs> we just we just said we're excited about that. But yeah, so that was one of the trailers because they released the actual trailer for for that. So yeah, skip. <laughs> Moving on. So that that gets rid of that. So next news. Uh, next trailer. <laughs> uh, Glass. The final trailer for Glass dropped. Okay. Belief in oneself is contagious. We are part of something larger. We are fighting for the broken. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are supernatural beings. I don't belong here. David Dunn. You believe you are exceptionally strong, but there are men who are as strong as you. Kevin Wendell Crump. You believe there are two dozen souls living in that body with you. You can call me Norma. I'm so <laughs> Elijah Price, you have an extraordinary IQ. You think you are superhuman. What if I suggested that you are mistaken? They've been lying to us all. You were sent here to be an avenging angel. How much do you want to avenge us? These individuals have lost their perspective. A lot of people are going to get hurt. <laughs> Don't do this. You can convince the world we exist. Are you ready? And so, yeah, what'd you think? It's kind of the same. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that they're, I, I mean, I don't know, it seems like an extension of all the other trailers. So it's not really that much more to talk about. But I, I like the, the concept of the psychologist having a rational explanation for all of their quote unquote superpowers. Um, rational, but not really. Because just like you said, when you watch it, you can measure. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> you, you, but, well, I mean, but we don't know how strong, for example, Bruce Willis's character is. So she, her argument Well, we saw is, him bending steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nobody can do that. I think that. But like, maybe there are people, maybe she's using like the example of like um, uh, hysterical strength. Where a person like under extreme duress can summon massive amounts of like you know where like yeah. a mother yeah. can lift a car to save her baby that's the type of thing uh-huh. maybe she thinks he's tapping into that or something I mean there are technically except for the the beast that should defies explanation but for everything else I guess there's some kind of scientific explanation for like because even glass is high IQ you know so it's like uh-huh. I don't know I think it's a, I think it's an interesting angle to take I, and I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Him crawling on the walls like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, that shit can't be explained. <laughs> but to be fair, she probably doesn't see that until, you know, the big climax starts happening. Yeah. Until then, he's just a crazy guy with split personalities. But the tra- the final trailer just made me more excited about getting this movie next month. Yeah, really. I'm excited. Yeah, and and seeing all those shirtless shots of James McAvoy, I was like, he's looking jacked. I can't wait to see him go ape shit. He's just so like the way he's like beating his chest, just like a gorilla. Like, I'm like, yo, calm he's, down. He's been working out. Yeah, man, it's not I all. Work, I want to work him out. He has, ew. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been sitting in a chair like Xavier recently. So, <laughs> nah. but uh, 
So yeah, I'm excited to get the, the movie next month. Hopefully it makes money. Hopefully it's good, f- first and foremost. <laughs> and then hopefully it makes money and we get more. Um, Final trailer, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Moving on. So yeah, <laughs> getting into the... Uh, you're not even listening. I'm watching something terrible. <laughs> so you even missed my joke. What was your when joke? I said the next trailer, Godzilla King of Monsters. Woo! And I said, moving on. <laughs> Wait, what? Fuck you. Exactly. You didn't even hear. Jordan's on his phone, so he's not even listening to me. <laughs> so yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Senators, we believe that these titans are just the tip of the iceberg. Which of these titans are here to protect us? And which of these titans are here to threaten us? So you'd want to make Godzilla our pet? No. We would be his. You're sure he's going to be okay? They're everywhere. Battling for dominance. A rival alpha to Godzilla. You gotta be kidding. Ending man, Ghidorah and Godzilla running. First of all, the fact that in the first movie, my only complaint was like, Yeah, I like the Godzilla parts, but there's not enough Godzilla in this. He doesn't, when they do show him, he's kind of fat and doesn't move very fast. They were like, Nah, son, we're fixing all that. The way Godzilla did like a sprint toward Ghidorah and they're running toward each other into the city, I'm hyped like a motherfucker. I'm hyped. So, you hear that, guys? Jordan is hype. So you know what that means. No! The movie's well, already. Yeah, the movie's gonna suck. Well, but it looks beautiful. The shots of Rodan, like, flying over the city, and, like, it's fire erupting behind it. You know like, what else looks beautiful? Pacific, wings. Pacific Rim looked beautiful, too. Oh, the Predator. That's what the movie was. Were you Wait, like, I said it was gonna be amazing? Remember when we sat in the theater? You were like... Oh, I, mean, of- I was, yeah. Oh, I made a guess. I was like, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think it's gonna be hey, good. to be fair, <laughs> that audience clapped. Fuck that audience. <laughs> <laughs> to them, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. That shit. That shit. But no, it was like, the things I, I, I'm seeing so much hype in this trailer. Like, there's not really, and they're doing a good job of keeping the story mysterious. Like, they haven't really revealed that much of the plot. Is Godzilla really the king of the monsters? Or is that just the title? I thought Mothra was the king of the monsters. Like, yeah. he's the... You know nothing about Kaiju. Yes, Godzilla is the king of the monsters. He's the alpha. They even said that in the trailer. He's, like, it's uh, the other monsters are fighting Godzilla f- to, for the alpha status. But I thought Mothra was the one that watched, like... Because no. Godzilla's more neutral. Mothra's neut- the guardian. Yeah, Godzilla's neutral. 
and Mothra is the actual like good because he's monster. good doesn't mean or she it's a girl but just because she's good doesn't mean she's the king actually it implies that she's not the king because she's a woman <laughs> or a female monster she's a woman she's a she's a female monster um no she's the she's like the guardian of the earth like Gaia yeah kind of yeah <laughs> Godzilla's the king and that goes back to it was an old movie called King of the Monsters where it was literally a thing called Monster Island that all the monsters lived on and Godzilla was like the undisputed undefeated king of that that island that's why they call it King of the Monsters but and that just implies cause that movie is just a full on battle royale between monsters and there's a lot of monsters in this movie Ghidorah Rodan uh, Mothra Godzilla, Laquisha. Um, and who knows if there's what? <laughs> and who knows if there's more? So, like, there's gonna be a lot of fighting. I just hope that the human story actually, you know, holds up. Because fuck, man, that that Brian Cranston but stuff. Even, I'm like, I don't even want that much of the human story. Like, I hope I they do. don't pull. I hope they don't pull that. Yeah, the fucking Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson. And I don't Elizabeth. want that. <laughs> but I want a good human element because, like, it. Like, you could give me just monsters fighting. And if you made it fucking awesome, I'm not going to complain. But what makes the movie memorable is the human element. So, like, if you got to make me like the human characters a little bit, make me care about them. So when they're in danger or, like, if the city's being destroyed, I care a little bit. You know what I mean? And, you know, we got the – that's another thing. We got the Stranger Things chicken here, and they don't really show you at all what she's doing other than, like, her trying to communicate to the outside world in that one scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I want to know what's going on. Like, I want to know how much this movie is going to be anchored in some kind of – emotional human drama and if it's good that were to me that dictates whether or not the movie goes from good to great you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's just me i got high standards for kaiju so i'm hoping it delivers because pacific rumor broke me man <laughs> that shit broke my heart i mean we'll see i was so war ready <laughs> war let me, ready let me see let me see who wrote this movie war ready <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now to be like, oh, okay, well, if they wrote this, maybe, you know, I got some standard. As opposed to, like, other movies where, like, the person that wrote Venom is the person that wrote the Fifty Shades movies. Venom! <laughs> Gotta get in them! Damn, you keep talking. So it's like silence. <laughs> um, About Godzilla? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm glad. There was rumors at first that Ghidorah was going to be, like, serpentine without, like, leg. Basically, like, a, a, a big departure from its... Uh, Japanese design counterpart. I'm glad from what we've seen, he just looks like a fucking more badass version of the the classic kaiju costume. So like he's just, he looks bigger, more ferocious. He's got giant wings, giant long tail. I don't know how Godzilla's gonna beat that thing. <laughs> he's so, giant. So I don't even know what to make of this because it's both good and bad. The person that wrote the screenplay, his name is Michael Doherty, and he wrote X Men too. Which is like which was one of the best X Men movies, but <laughs> he also wrote Superman Returns, <laughs> which is like okay, Superman Returns. Superman Returns had moments that were good. It had moments, yeah. But but also also uh, maybe I can give him some leeway because they were also trying to give a love letter to the Donner Superman. So maybe that's why it accounts for some of the boring shit. <laughs> But there were cool moments. The meteor thing was cool. The plane thing was cool. The, you thought the meteor thing was cool? With him lifting, lifting up the, that the fucking island? Kryptonian or Kryptonite island? I'm not saying it makes sense. It's fucking stupid. I'm not saying <laughs> it makes sense. I'm just saying I thought it was cool. <laughs> I 
I'm like, the whole island is made of kryptonite. How the fuck are you lifting it up? Because he's Superman. A he... fucking dime-sized amount of kryptonite is enough to fucking take you out. He's as strong as he needs to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Don't judge me. But yeah, that's the Godzilla trailer. So, Jordan's excited. I'm like... More ready. More ready. Like, All right, we'll see. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so speaking of something that we'll see, so remember I mentioned before that uh, Sony said for the sequel event to the Spider-Verse, they're going to focus more on Miles Morales? Yeah. Well, they actually came out and said that it's not just going to be uh, Miles Morales, but they're going to focus more on... And, and this news is a spoiler for Into the Spider-Verse, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this part. But uh, Skip ahead. Yeah, skip ahead. They're going to focus more on the romance between Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy in the sequel. Oh, so they are leaning into that. Yes. I mean, they teased. I, I'm, I was actually very happy that at the end of that movie, they didn't kiss. There was a moment where they could have. Yeah, and this, and this is coming from uh, Amy Pascal, who was the producer of uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So. I'm down with that. People hated that relationship in the comics, but I'm fine with it. It's not Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy. It's a different Gwen Stacy. Yeah, it's a different Gwen Stacy, but still. <laughs> really you're one of those and then on top of it I'm like put him with a black woman <laughs> oh wow wow <laughs> It's but it's only because it's a thing it's a, th a thing in media yeah in media like you always gotta put not a lot of black love yeah it's not a lot of, like you think about like in comics who do you have you got black you got black panther and storm that's it mm -hmm. and then even then they broke them up yeah. so it's like who do you have yeah, that's an iconic black couple. See, but in, the counter comics are. But that, that's a sticky argument because I see the flip side. The flip side is, like, if you were to tell a white person this, they'd be like, "But this is more progressive. This is a, a interracial couple. Like, isn't that more progressive than two white people being together?" And it's like, yes and no, because there's not a lot of representation for black couples and media and stuff like that. So you know, that's also a lack of representation. Um, it's hard. I I don't know what the right answer it's like, is. But it's like no, not really. Because at the end of the day, it's like sure, it's a, it's it's an interracial couple and it's progressive in a sense. But it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like you still have to pepper in, you know, a white gaze in the story. But not if Miles is the main character, it, right? Well, then you're making both of them the main character. Wait, why is she a main character? Because they're she's the love interest. Well, usually the love the female lead. Well, yeah, okay, but the female lead doesn't mean she's the lead lead. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the right answer is here. Like, I, I'm of two minds. I don't know which is the right one. Conservative vision. <laughs> Conservative vision. I well, no, and it's not to say this I'm is like progressive. <laughs> Interracial couples also progressive. Yes. Yeah. Think about Kara and, and uh, Jimmy Olsen. How long did that last? Exactly. <laughs> like that shit don't. They also don't like that. So it's like. You know, multiracial couples are also progressive. I think. I mean, I don't know. Both. Both. I think I've seen more black male, white female couples in media than I have black couples in mainstream media. That is. Uh mm huh. -hmm. But I don't know which is more progressive to the mainstream audience. I mean, I I guess. Just based on the the fact of numbers, I would say seeing so representation. Yeah, okay. I would say seeing black love is probably more progressive in the sense because 
Every time we get a black, are there any black Spider Women? Uh, Except for um, Spider Bitch, yeah, <laughs> which Spi- is a terrible name. But Spider Bitch is the only one. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think they're gonna introduce Spider Bitch. <laughs> no. I'm from a world. I mean, where they everyone call- dies. Yeah, they don't. They don't call her that anymore. Now she's a Spider Woman. There's too many Spider Women. I mean, there's Spider Man. Like, how many Spider Mans are there? Yeah, but I need like distinguishing names. Like, you know what I mean? Spider-Man 2999. Well, that's Spider-Man why we're Noir. getting Spidey, because you said you want distinguishing names. No, that is a fucking travesty. He is but you just Spider-Man. Saw, you just said you want distinguishing names. There are too many Spider-Men. That's why he should be in his own universe. Because <laughs> this shit happens. She's in her own universe. And she's Spider-Woman in her universe, right? Yeah. No, no, no not, not Spider-Bitch. Spider-Gwen. Well, yeah. They're both. Yeah. But they both are. Really, she should be Spider-Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, but I like that relationship. So I'm, I'm cool with Spider Gwen and Miles together. Miles and Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> Look at Peter Parker I'm, like, cause I'm, yeah, cause you I'm, fucked up in your universe. Because I'm just thinking, I'm like, Falcon, even Falcon, like he was, he, he's dating uh, Jane Foster Thor. Yeah. Uh, Misty Knight was with Iron, Iron Fist. That's the reverse, actually, though. Yeah. Black women. That's the one, but man. that's the one rare instance. Uh, let me see. John Stewart was with uh, Shira. Hawk girl, yeah. Um, it's com- it, it's really more common than black couples together. Yeah, all you can really think of is Black Panther. Like I said, Black Panther and Storm. It, also, uh, maybe it's, even, it's, but even then, like Storm was with Storm was with Logan before she got with even before and after she got with Black I'm Panther. Say, Logan was fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah, but there there was a one moment where she had an interest with, in Nightcrawler. So it's like she with that blue dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had black. I've had white. What's blue all about? <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, that's uh, who else? Yeah, just Aqua, them. but there's Aqu- also no characters. But that- yeah, Aqualad, he his his he, they made him gay. Yeah, sure. But his boyfriend's a white a white a white guy. Uh, even a Young Justice, where he uh, when he was straight, he dated he dated that uh, Atlantean girl. Mm. She was like white. Yeah, looking. there's definitely more interracial couples represented in media than black couples. But in the same vein, there's no black character for him to get with. Let's say make one up. Oh yeah, Kid Flash with Jesse. Yeah. So she broke his heart. <laughs> I- Iris and Barry. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy and Kara, but now Jimmy and Lena. Yeah. You can list examples for days. It's definitely more represented than black couples. But there's also, I mean, like, I don't know. You want that name value. It's Spider Gwen, man. It's Gwen Stacy. Yeah, like, I get it. But at the same <laughs> she time, a it's cute like... little punk haircut with the, the half shaved off after you ripped out her hair <laughs> with his sticky like, fingers. In different universes. <laughs> Always complaining about something. Michael can never be happy. <laughs> I can be happy. Can Put him you? with a black woman. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Cause I know at the same time it's like you talk about representation, but then where what what are the little, what are the little black girls got to be represented for? They don't got nothing. But Moon Girl, <laughs> and then there's you see like, how we saw it. I was like, wait, no, mm, exactly. Wait, they, mm. What do they have? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm really I'm really wrecking my brain right now. Black female superhero is like a young one too. Of course, you got like you got Riri, but that's like com- about mainstream. Yeah, that's like comics and media. Even Static Shock, who was he with? He was with that. Uh, what's her face? She was. She's not black. I can't think of her name. Hey man, I agree with you. 
But at the same time, I like Spider Gwen and Miles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We gotta introduce Storm. We get that Black Panther Storm love going. Kick that off because that, that if, was they, set, if they're even gonna do that. Because at this point, I'm but like, but that would set the trend. Yeah, but you know I'm what like, yeah. At this point, I'm like, they're probably gonna keep it with uh, what's her face, Nakia. I hope she's evil. Because isn't she a villain? Because I feel like they're like, gonna probably. Was she a villain in the comics? In the comics, she was a villain. Yeah. yeah. So I hope she goes evil. Because part of me is like, I feel like once they introduce X Men in the MCU, they're probably just gonna go young. So Storm's probably gonna be too young for fucking to. I hope not. If they're gonna do the X Men Evolution thing, keep her older. I like that when she was like a teacher, her and Logan and the rest of them were kids. I love X Men Evolution. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do. I think they're gonna make them all young. Hmm. So they can keep them around longer. Yeah, but you need teachers in the school. Have Storm be one of the teachers. But yeah, she but, works better as a wise. Say, but they figure. never. But well, I don't know how the MCU is going to do it. But you think about uh, the X. They didn't really lean into the whole school. Aspect. I hope they that, do it right. They in didn't the lean MCU, into it though. that much. But I know, but they did it wrong. Like that. As much as I might like, like X like, two, yeah, or like, like X Men: Days of Future Past, there hasn't been a single X Men movie that I can point to and be like, "That's the X Men." Like all that's the, my like X-Men. all the X Men and uh, like the X Men movie, they were all adults. Yeah. Until they did like the the sixties thing where they were younger, but they even then they weren't in like the school. Yeah, no, it was that was never a focus. But that's that's to me that's X Men. So I'm hoping with the MCU, that's the thing they change. They lean into what made the X Men like you know relatable to teenagers and stuff. So they they go back to the school aspect, but you got to keep some of the characters older to be like wise mentor figures. And if you're gonna keep anyone older, definitely Storm, because she's known to me. Storm is the wise mentor figure, always young, old, regardless. But if she's like a teenager it's harder to do that than if she's like you know 30s so I'm hoping at least they keep her older that's that would be my perfect world if they were gonna do that do X-Men Evolution style keep some old and most of the kids are young we shall see can you imagine if we got Spike like in live action that'd be awesome that'd be cool yeah he had a badass theme song when he went full mutant Spike and like the full armor making him her nephew yeah I like that he was made up, but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was made up. Yeah. Speaking of something else that's made up. So uh, f- in the comics, uh, they're always retconning shit and changing stuff and adding this and removing this. So now that, you know, Marvel and Fox and Disney have all been put under one banner before when they were separate banners, like uh, they would try to... Uh, blacklist the x-men and fantastic four universe by like pulling marketing and pulling the comics and all this other stuff but now they're really leaning back into the fantastic four aspect of the comics and having fantastic four come back in the comics and we're now being written by dan slot and so with that they're retconning the fantastic four origin in the comics what by we all know that the Fantastic Four origins, like they went into space and they got hit with cosmic radiation, and that's how they got their powers. Yeah. Well, now they're and it was it was basically an accident. So now they're saying, and this comes out in March 2019. But yeah, the the title the comic is like, who really gave the Fantastic Four their powers? Mm. Marvel history is destroyed. March 2019. So basically, the implication is now saying that the the accident that created the Fantastic Four wasn't random. 
Of course not. <laughs> Here yeah. we go with the bullshit retcons. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was purposeful. Mm. Kind of like, kind of like the whole thing with Spider Man was like. Where, I hate where, that though. Where they leaned into the totem, like, yeah, it was destiny. It was a spider totem. His powers are actually magic. Like on some, I don't like the magic shit. I like the idea that like maybe on some level his powers are animalistic, like on a spiritual level, but not actually he's destined for the shit. But only because it, it's a cool way to explain why all of his rogues gallery also gravitate toward animals. I like that kind of, mm-hmm. that concept. But Peter Parker being destined to be Spider-Man, I've never liked that. It's, it actually flies in the face of everything we just talked about in Spider-Man. Anybody could be Spider-Man? Yeah. No, it's only this guy. Nope, just this guy. <laughs> that's what, that's what um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 did so wrong with their origin story for Spider-Man. The fact that apparently his father genetically altered the Spider-Man, the, the, the Spider-DNA to only work for Peter's bloodline, his, his DNA. So again, he's the only one that could be Spider-Man. I'm just like, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get what this is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of that. But I'm curious. I'm curious of what it is. Like, what is it a new cosmic being that they're going to introduce? Is going to be like something like Galactic? I don't know. But it's 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 weird that they're going to rewrite the freaking history of the Fantastic Four for whatever reason. I guess they got they got to do it for whatever. I don't know why they got to do it, but. Uh, whatever. Maybe whatever they're doing in this is going to trickle down into the MCU. Reboot. Yes, of course it is. More yeah. than likely, because mm-hmm. they they try to they're trying to merge the movies and the comics closer and closer together. And they fucked up the or the the ultimate origin in the Fan Four stick, because elements of that was the Ultimate Universe, but they fucked it all up. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Uh, the in the Ultimate Universe, the origin of the powers wasn't going to space and getting blasted with radiation it was just oh trying. they went to the negative yeah it was opening the dimensional portal to the negative zone and that 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 energy hitting them and turning them into the Fantastic Four they tried to do that with that movie and you know fucked it all up <laughs> uh, yeah that, I mean but the, that movie itself was terrible I know I agree with that but I'm just thinking maybe that's why Marvel might want to you know sidestep that because most of the times the movies take from the ultimate origins yeah, well, more like times than not. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, though, they never really did the Fantastic Four proper origin right anyway. And even st- in the original movie, even in the original movie, and still trying to connect Doctor Doom to the Fantastic. Like I hate when oh, they do yeah. that. Like just oh. let Doctor Doom exist aside from them. Especially considering he also gets his powers. He also gets his abilities from magic as well. No, 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 lightning powers. So connect that. <laughs> yeah, connect that to Doctor Strange. Like he's a candidate to be sorcerer. Like he's one of the top candidates to be sorcerer supreme. What are you doing? Like it's already, it's just like I mentioned before with like Justice League. It's already written for you. Just take it and make it live action. Stop trying to change shit. But anyway, so uh, speaking of something that's already written for you, uh, it looks like we are now closer to getting a director for the live action version movie version. Well, it's already live action, but the movie version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it's going to more than likely going to be DJ Caruso, who uh, also was behind. Have you seen Eagle Eye? Oh, yes, I have actually. Eagle Eye, Disturbia, and most recently, Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Cool. So he's more than likely going to be the director. He's, he's in talks right now. So more than, he's more than likely going to be the director. I kind of like the Eagle Eye. For Are You Afraid of... I, yeah, I liked Eagle Eye. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. But it was a pretty, that was the movie that made me a fan of Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah, 
That's true. Me too. Not even the Transformers. No. Because <laughs> yeah, no. all he does in Transformers is, no, 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 no. <laughs> Optimus. It was Eagle. I was like, I think he could legitimately, legitimately be a, a, like an action. Well, not an action, but like a like a thriller movie star. Because he's, he's a pretty damn good actor. He's just fucking crazy. <laughs> is he still acting or is he now just a complete madman? He's just, just wandering the earth. The latest thing he's been in was Fury. Which came out a couple years ago, but I haven't seen him in anything since then, so I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, so I, I I would like to see a trailer for this Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. But uh, speaking of something that I haven't been watching, like that I that I wouldn't like to see, but I don't know. I guess it looks kind of cool. Uh, they released the final uh, promo image of Jessica. I mean Jennifer. In her uh, lightning outfit. Yep, I just saw this. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Like Same it. color palette as uh, Anissa. Wait, her, is there cleavage out? No. It's completely covered. How's that covered? Look at the top. You see, you see top boob. And that's your, well, it's yeah, like a you side can profile. See a, you can see a little bit of side boob, but like it's pretty I'm much. I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I'm just making an observation. I'm like, ooh, a little bit of top boob there. Yeah, but it's pretty much covered. It's mostly covered. So I mean, actually, now that I think about it, though, isn't the whole thing... Maybe she doesn't need to be completely bulletproof like Anissa. I mean, maybe not. If she likes it. If she can make her whole body... Yeah, lightning. Lightning. Yeah. I guess... Maybe that's why. Yeah, you can stop You can stop bullets mm-hmm. from the magne- magnetic pool or whatever. <laughs> blah, 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 science, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Honestly, I think her costume looks a little bit better than uh, Anissa's. A little bit. I agree. It looks a little bit less busy. Yeah. And it's had those weird chains and shit hanging over. Although I kind of wish they went with a different cut. Co- like, why Why did they make they look the, the costume? Same. Yeah, the same. I wish it was a different color palette. I guess maybe to keep them all kind of like uniform, since they're a family. A family of superheroes. It's a family affair. <laughs> I guess, but yeah. So, I mean, she looks good even though I'm not watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when I, when I do get back to it. We'll never know. <laughs> I'll 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 see it, but yeah, she cut her hair, so it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, speaking of something that I don't like, what? So apparently, remember all this talk about the Aunt May movie and Sinister Six movie and all these side movies that uh, Sony was trying to do in the Spider-Man universe back when Amazing Spider-Man was on the table. Yeah. Well. We thought that was dead. Oh, no, come on. But according to Amy... Come on, pa- Stone, we, we just praised you more than like anything else. According to Amy Pascal, that Sinister Six movie is still on the table. Why? <laughs> exactly. But she's saying, I'm just waiting for Drew to be ready to direct it. Because uh, Drew Goddard was originally supposed to direct it, but I guess he had got other projects. But oh, she's God. just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for Drew to be ready to direct it. I would do anything with Drew Goddard. I'm just waiting for him to tell me he wants to do it. So, I guess if if Drew Goddard decides he's still willing to do it, then like she said, she's just waiting for him to give me to go, give him the go ahead, and they're gonna do a Sinister Six movie. Is it gonna be connected I'm just to like, Garfield's universe? Like, how's that gonna work? You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be connected to the Venom verse. I wouldn't mind that. If, if if Venom Two was Venom Cohen the Sinister Six and Carnage was part of that, it would be terrible. But <laughs> it might be hilarious to watch. 
But I'm just like, but why though? Like the Sinister Six is Spider Man. Spider Man is part of like Sony. <laughs> Marvel is You're already logic. doing Spider Man movies. Why are you fucking sweeping the le- sweeping their leg? Um, because they're gonna profit no matter what. <laughs> they're like, we're gonna make this money. But we're gonna, gonna squeeze you, Marvel, that, until you give us more say, like, money. Are they gonna profit though? Like they think it's short term. Like maybe you might profit in maybe maybe you might profit in the short term, but in the long term you're hurting yourself. Bro, they they were planning a, a Aunt May movie. Do you think they care about long term? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. So hopefully, on one level, I hopefully Drew Goddard Sony. is smart and be like, yeah, no, I don't want any parts of it. Yeah, on one level, I appreciate Sony's level of not giving a fuck. You know what I mean? It's kind of impressive, but at the same time, fuck them. <laughs> but I'm just like. Granted, we already have Venom makes more money than like Justice League, Spider Man, all these other movies. So, whatever, I'm not here for that. But it's a, at the same time, it's like you already got your motto for making Spider Man movies: make them animated. That way, you can still have your Spider Man cake and eat it too, and let Marvel do all the live action shit and stop fucking taking all the Spider. Because it's like you do all these movies. Like we're never. Granted, I don't necessarily want to see him, but we're never going to see a Michael Morbius in the MCU because now you're doing the fucking movie. Never, yeah, I'm about to say, I don't want to see Michael Morbius. I feel anyway. like we're never going to get a Venom now in the MCU because now you got a Venom movie. I, that I agree with, and that I actually am disappointed by. If you're going to do Black Cat, we're probably not going to see Black Cat show up when Tom Holland gets older because you're going to do a, a fucking Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. It's like also disappointing. Again, why are you sweeping the leg under the MCU? You made this deal to have Spider-Man be used in the MCU. Let them like use his fucking character. Like let them use his characters. They don't give a fuck. Supposedly, supposedly they're doing a Craven the Hunter movie. So now more than likely we're never gonna get Craven the Hunter in the MCU. They don't give a fuck. But I agree with you. If they're in a, in a in the in the best version of this multiverse, they would lean. They would get rid of Venom and they would lean into what clearly worked. And clearly that's the the Spider Verse animated movie. So like they would spin things off of that. And, and keep creative teams that know what the fuck they're doing to keep making great movies. That'd be amazing. That'd be a Marvel, Sony universe I could get behind. But if they keep fucking mining the bottom dregs of the Spider-Man universe to take away characters from Marvel in the future by throwing them in this shitty Venom world, this Venomverse, I don't give a fuck. But I, I hope they do what's, what's right, but they won't. I made a movie. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yep. I made a movie and fucking... I can see them announce an Aunt May spinoff from Spider-Verse. A Genki movie. Yep. An Aunt May Genki team up. <laughs> you love them in Spider-Verse, right? No. Too bad. <laughs> I'm a, uh, all right. But yeah, I, I mentioned this already before, but yeah, those official Spider-Man sneakers that I mentioned that I don't like, yeah, they're out now. But they're out. funny enough, they just came out today and they're already sold out, which wow. I'm like, damn. But yeah, for 160. So sneakerheads love shit, man. Got to get on it. Yeah, if you're interested, I'm pretty sure you can still find them online. Maybe you can find them on eBay for a high markup price. But yeah, go go pick them up if you want them, cause I don't. <laughs> At least not the ones that they released. Uh, more Spider-Man news. Uh, so the final DLC for the Spider-Man PS4 game that Jordan still hasn't played. Huh. <laughs> uh. It's going to be called Silver Linings, and it's coming out December 21st, which is next week. Silver Linings? What's that yes. about? Silver and Sable? this DLC will focus on Silver Sable, <laughs> who appeared in the main game. And uh, she returns 
to take back her stolen Sable International technology. So that's basically the premise of Silver Linings. And Silver Linings features new missions, new upgraded enemy and crime types, and upgraded hammerhead bases and storylines. Also packed with new trophies, challenges, and a trio of new unlockable Spidey suits. Yeah. So look forward to that, everybody but Jordan. <laughs> Everyone but me. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited. I haven't played I haven't played the one before this one because I was like because I played the Black Cat one and I enjoyed it, but I didn't realize they were all I thought they were all standalone stories, but it turned out they're all connected. So I was like, well, if that's the case, I'm gonna just fucking wait till the last one comes out and then just play it all together. So once this last one comes out, I'm gonna play the play the other two and have a great time swinging and playing but not jordan (laughs) but not not jordan because he still doesn't have a playstation 4 i'm gonna get it i have the money now i'm just waiting to buy it when i have time just like red dead redemption he can't play that either i'm never playing spider-man first well yeah you should yeah because it came out first (laughs) many many months ago did you finish red dead I didn't finish Red Dead because now I'm playing Pokemon. I got got distracted. Okay, I can only do one thing at a time. Uh, But I'm 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 close to. I think it's like six chapters in Red Dead, and I'm on chapter four. Okay. Uh, what else? So yeah, so uh, I mentioned that uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse comes out next week. But also another thing that comes out next week is Aquaman. Yeah. Finally, officially comes out next week, but and some places of the world, Aquaman is already out, and like in China, and Aquaman has actually opened the biggest opening ever for a Warner Brothers movie in China, with ninety three point six million dollars for its uh, opening weekend debut. Ooh, excuse me, burp. Damn. Uh, the closest the closest record holder to that was Ready Player One, which was sixty one point six million in China. So it dwarfed Ready Player One's box office over That's in really China. Surprised. I, I don't know what China likes. I'm really I don't confused. know what China likes either because they didn't even uh. Well, I guess that's more. Well, I think that's more Japan. But well, no, that's China. They didn't go see Power Rangers. That's so weird. And they also don't like like Star like the Star Wars don't make any money in China. Like Power Rangers, but like, I guess trans- it's Japanese. Thing, but, but the Transformers movie makes a shit ton of money in China. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what they like. <laughs> what is the secret sauce in the China box office? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even like something like Black Panther, like it opened pretty big over in China, but the second weekend it took. What did I mention? It took like an eighty percent dip mm. over in over in like. Granted, it's not China, it's South Korea, but still, it's like I don't know Asia. I don't know what they. I don't know what they like. <laughs> weird so maybe that i hope i'm I'm pretty sure warner brothers is hoping that translates to you know american box office but we'll see once aquaman actually debuts because i am curious of what it's actually what is what is going to make at the box office here in america more than justice league <laughs> well i mean we'll see yeah you imagine if it doesn't I mean, the ratings are kind of like. What, but yeah, I mean, I mentioned, but I mentioned, bef- but I mentioned before, it doesn't have to make more than Justice League. But if it does, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, the ratings are okay, are like seventy percent ish. Yeah. So far, what did Justice League have? Like fifty something. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You said whatever. 
But yeah, uh, this is pretty quick. Uh, Doctor Strange is now officially Doctor Strange Two is now officially confirmed, which we already knew was going to happen. Yeah, right. But the thing, wait, but Michael but he died. Thing, <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. But they all died. <laughs> but, but the thing that we didn't know is that uh, whether Scott Derrickson was going to come back to direct it, and yeah, he's coming back to direct Doctor Strange Two. So, yay. <laughs> Uh, this news is more for uh, me and all the other fans out there in Blurred Vision land. But it is now officially confirmed that for the 300, and this gets me very excited, but for the 300th episode of Supernatural, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is set to return as John Winchester. Yay. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Negan. No, John Winchester. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Little pig, little pig, let me in to supernatural <laughs> so yeah for those of you that are supernatural fans and i know there are a couple out there because they've sent in emails but yeah john john winchester is coming back for the 300th episode but i'm like damn supernatural made it to 300 episodes that's fucking crazy that show's been on forever i was still in high school when supernatural came on <laughs> that's how old i am and that show is uh, what else? Something else that's coming in the future. So yeah, the Punisher is uh set to come out next month as well. Uh, I mentioned uh January with Glass, and then Glass also has. I mean, January also has uh Young Justice coming out. So now another thing we got looking for, to look forward to is the Punisher hmm. coming out with season two in January, and then after the season drops, more than likely the news is going to drop that is canceled. <laughs> Wow. More than likely. So. Do you care? I mean, I'm still going to watch it. I want to watch the second season, but I'm not, I'm not as invested. Now I feel like I'm not as invested anymore. Now that I have this, you know, inkling that it's going to get canceled. So it's like wherever season two ends, if it ends on this great kill finger. Kill finger? I said, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, who? What? It ends on this great cliffhanger. <laughs> no, we're not going to get more. Mm. So part of me is like, do I want to even watch the second season? I usually don't watch shows that I know are going to get canceled. Yeah, because it's the same thing with like Smash. Like everybody was like, oh yeah, you need to get into Smash. Smash is pretty good. So I went and bought the DVDs, the first and second season. But then right before I was about to watch it, the show got canceled. So now the DVDs just sitting on my sh- And I'm like... I don't even want to watch it now because there's no season three or season four. Like the show got canceled. So I'm going to, I don't even know I'm what gonna, that is. <laughs> you know, it, Smash is basically like the adult version of Glee. Oh, okay. So it's, it's basically the same thing. It's like a musical, but it's with adults and dealing with adult issues as opposed to high school. Mm, okay. So a lot, yeah, a lot of people enjoyed it, but now I guess not enough people that it got canceled. So I'm like, I don't want to watch it and get into it. And then the fucking show gets canceled. Mm, I feel that. So, but yeah, so Punisher. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Uh, and uh, what is this? Finally, last, well, no, last, uh, well, no, this is not the last thing, but uh, why am I stuttering so much? Well, yeah, but uh, so the MCU movies, Disney is doing a little jig because thanks to the MCU movies, thanks to Avengers Infinity War, thanks to Ant-Man, those are the only things that two things that came out this year. Oh yeah, and Black Panther. I keep forgetting Black Panther came out this year. But yeah, uh Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Ant Man 
thanks to those movies. Now they have pushed Disney to a historic $7 billion at the global box office, which is way more money than any studio has ever made. That's why it's the historic $7 billion at the global box office. So I know Disney is like, Cha-ching. <laughs> they're they're doing their Scrooge McDuck and money, 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 money. swimming in their vault of cash, <laughs> money. So yeah, they're definitely. I'm like, they're definitely happy that they made this investment buying the Marvel properties for four billion dollars because they made well over that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Star Wars is like slowly trudging to making them a profit. Like Star Wars has finally made them a profit, but it's like a slow. It was a slow crawl. Because they paid like around $4 billion for Star Wars as well. Yeah. And I think it just recently surpassed that. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, Man, my stomach is growling, son. I'm like semi-nauseous. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since like 2 o'clock. I got something for you to eat. This ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway... uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You said it wasn't the last bit of news. It was, but I had something open, but then I realized it was it was just the news tab. Wow! And the news is the news tab. <laughs> yeah, I had comicbook.com open. Oh wow! But yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, well, that's been this week's episode. Uh, next week we got Aquaman. Aquaman. No more DC for a while though, because Aquaman and yeah, that's everything's it. on break until like January. Wait, Titans on break? No, it's still Titans, but I meant like the CW stuff. No. I mean, you got to catch up in Black Lightning. I guess I do too. I didn't catch up. I, didn't I was going to say you do too. Yeah. And then we could talk about tomorrow's episode of Goblin Slayer next week. Yeah. Do we have to talk about Black Lightning? <laughs> do we have to? Uh, Michael, we're the voice of the blurred community. We have to, okay? That was a, that was a rhetorical question, and you hesitated, so we failed. <laughs> Are we, though? <laughs> You're wearing a Black Panther hat right now. Yes, Black Panther, not Black Lightning. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into all that stuff next week. Ah. Mm, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? See uh, Spider-Verse if you haven't. Yeah, see Spider-Verse. Jesus Christ, it's so good. I can't even, I'm not even exaggerating. If you haven't, while wow, you listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you get out there and you watch that damn movie. <laughs> Do it for Vanessa. For Vanessa. <laughs> All right, that's this week's episode of Blood Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with... I know. I see you pointing out. I'm like, <laughs> you can't see on the podcast. Like, yeah. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, Jordan started pointing. He was like, it's your host Jordan with. And he pointed to me. I was like, you know what? Just because he pointed, I'm not going to say anything. What? <laughs> and I did like a rock star. And because he also looked at, he yeah, also, he, he, point, he pointed at me and he looked away. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. And then he looked at me. He's like, why don't you say anything? Like, like a musician. Like, like, hey, my man Mike, yeah. going to take it's, it. Yeah. It's, it's your cue. Yeah. It's like, it reminded me of that episode of Game of Thrones with this, uh, it's season two, cause, again, because I'm watching it all over again, so okay. it's all fresh in my mind. Where uh, Joffrey, on his name day, introduced the guy that ended up being a fool. He's like, and I present to you, knight whatever, from such and such. And he didn't enter. And he's like, again, knight such and such. And he came in. He's like, are you drunk? He's like, no, my lord. No, well, have are, another, you, are you drunk, Michael? Yeah, have another glass of wine. Like, have your fill. Uh, have some coffee. Right? <laughs> Come on. No, I'm not drunk. Okay. So I'm, I'm here with... I just, I just wanted to have that pause. Okay. <laughs> have a throwback to Jamie when we used to say, bye, guys, and we didn't say anything. Oh, I forgot about that. 
Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Memories. So your goddamn name. <laughs> Black, gay, comic, geek. Michael. What's that, Mike? My- Michael. <laughs> we will see you next week. Peace. Ciao. I hate you. <laughs>